Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. All right, welcome to Moralia Python Radio, and tonight we're joined by Justin Smith, probably known best from his podcast called the Herpticulture Podcast. Justin wears many hats. Palmetto Coast Exotics is a breeding business. He hosts a well, he actually hosts two more uh, uh, podcasts. One called the Chondrocast, which focuses on green tree pythons, and the other one is Snakes and Stogies. I like that one. Um, and uh, in his spare time, he publishes a magazine with Billy Hunt called the Herpticulture Magazine. So tonight, uh, we had the, both him and Jake on before, but now we're going to separate them up and talk to them individually. So Jake will be down the line. Right yeah, now we're we playing got... favorites you know, <laughs> right now with the with the podcast Ouch. people. So what we've decided we've decided that Sorry, what we're Jake. going to do <laughs> is dismantle all the other podcasts from the inside by uh, causing seed like sowing seeds of doubt and having inter, in, internal turmoil so first up is the herptological podcast okay yeah. herpticulture get it right Whatever. god damn it can't even get the name right here call it thp that's, that's my my one regret naming first is thp i mean if what is it we do morelia python radio when's the last time we had a carpet python show we actually have to have smaller segments now that just deal on carpet pythons oh so. well let's talk about that real quick oh, okay. so i've we finally introduced the uh first uh, dude that got a lot of it good did. feedback Jesus. holy shit i was like man maybe we should talk shorter time um <laughs> people don't want to hear us talk all right yeah. um so i started this uh episode and owen came along kicking and screaming and sometimes it'll be me i would say most of the time it's going to be me sometimes it'll be owen sometimes um, but um basically what we're doing is we're making a cliff notes version of npr because like we said it's like sometimes our show goes two three hours long which I like because I like the long format. It gives you time to talk and develop stuff and get into conversations and really <clears throat> get, the, get the flow going and stuff. But I realize that that's a huge undertaking for a lot of people to listen to three-hour uh, podcast. Poor Keith. <laughs> Poor Keith forever. Before we went up to see him, he was, he was listening to listening it on Blog Talk. And site. I was like, yeah. what are you doing, man? I said, you need a podcast app. And he's like, every time I have to restart it and I can't fast forward it. Like, it. And I'm like, no, yeah, you no, that's, that's why know, Blog Talk sucks. You got to download this. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah so. I said, so go to this podcast app. And then he like the next day, he's like, Dude, I could I could stop the show and listen to it at another point at the same spot, and I didn't lose my spot. I'm like, yeah, man, that's poor that's, Keith. That's, <laughs> just, welcome to 2020, bro. I know he's he's, <laughs> he's arrived. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, um, don't listen on um, unless you want to listen to old episodes. I would not listen to it on Blog Talk because exactly that. You would think a podcast, um, you know, uh, uh, what would you call it? Uh, format thing. Uh, I don't even know what you would call it. Anyway, someone that hosts podcasts would have a button that allows you to pause, fast forward, <laughs> rewind. You know, I don't know. It's not asking no, much. No, Come no, on, blog no, talk. You get your shit together. Good listen, lord. Listen, you listen to music on YouTube. If you close, if you minimize YouTube, it stops. What the hell's up with that? Like, yeah. I mean, we can get into it, but yeah. I think uh, we want to actually have a uh, have a podcast episode and not just Owen complains about technology and how it's scary, you know. So what we hope to accomplish with that um, is to uh, just give little bite-sized segments for people that are interested in carpet pythons and maybe want to learn more about it. And 
Um, basically, it's going to be every week, and it'll be 15 to 20 minutes, depending on the topic or whatever. And it's not going to go super in-depth. It's just going to sort of touch the surface of the stuff. If you want more in-depth, I would listen to um, episodes of NPR with you know, whatever guest that keeps that species and, you know, or me and Owen talk about it or whatever, you know, but, uh, I think it's going to be a good thing. I got a lot of positive feedback about it and I'm pretty excited about it. So, um, so yeah, I'll, look forward to that. It's going to be right on. What's it called? You did, like, have you mentioned what it's oh, called? Yeah. Carpet cliff notes. Right. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah. So there's that. And then, uh, what else do we got? Oh, I should also mention this. In our Teespring store, um, so far, I think we've raised $250 as of, what, a week ago. Um, and I think people were hesitant about buying, like, um, hoodies and stuff because the NPR logo had, like, the box, the white box around it. But yep, thanks to our good friend Andy Ray, he was able to go in and re-edit the picture. And now I put them all up. So there's no box. It's just the logo on all the T-shirts and hoodies and what. But here's the thing. Mm. All, everything that we make for the month of January, we're going to donate to, um, uh, for the uh, fires in Australia um, right. to help out with that. So if you want to get an NPR hoodie or swag or whatever, uh, go over there and it will help a good cause. And uh, yes. I think once... Uh, Southeast Carpet Fest is over, we're probably going to do uh, a boost. Well, not a booster, but we'll do it in uh, the Teespring store. Sort of the same thing. Right. And we'll try to raise money for NIDO so that we can put it with the Southeast Carpet Fest's, um, you know, donation. And that will be from the NPR community. So. Cool. And then, uh, well, on the on the tail end of that, we're working with Ari to get a new bowl and eye shirt design uh, up into the Teespring store where 100 percent of the proceeds from those will go directly to Ari to fund more of his research. So um, and we're also going to be working with uh, the uh, Brisbane Project, which right. is um, uh, a group of people. I think it's a group um, that are working on um, doing research for. Um, carpet pythons in in uh, Queensland, <clears throat> in the Brisbane area, and they're doing uh, like relocations and how does that affect uh, the animal if it's relocated to another spot? Cool. Um, we will have them on at uh, some point down the line to uh, yeah. talk about their research. To me, <clears throat> that's my favorite thing because we're helping carpet pythons in the wild and yeah, the superior of all the carpets, the Brisbane. Oh, don't get into that yet. I did it. <laughs> I wandered in there. Anyway, um, but just, Justin's holding back. Hold back, Justin. No, no, Wait, quiet. Wait. You have not been introduced yet. You, you did that on purpose, didn't you? You shut. You mute that man until you we are ready. Shut your mouth when I'm talking to you. My show. Anyway, so um, I think that's all we have going on for as far as NPR and everything. But um, I don't know what's going on with you, Owen. You got anything before we jump in with Justin? Uh, no, I mean I went down to Haverter Gray, hung out with a few people. Um, got another white lip because I'm insane. Uh, but wait, you know, what? No, what? Well, don't worry about it. Um, you got so, another white lip? Yeah. Black, gold? What? No. Gold? Yeah, I got a gold female. So I'm back to having 2.2. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm back to having 1.1 golds. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that. That's uh, cool. project I'm not gonna, complete. Yes, yeah, yes, I hate bone <laughs> males. Like it's. I know uh, you do. I know that she, she's she looks good and she looks she's got a massive head. 
but her she is maybe all of about maybe six foot, maybe six foot long. Okay. And she's a slender bodied animal, but like that head is huge. And I'm like, you're an adult female. This is what they're supposed to look like. <laughs> like this is <laughs> this they've is been it. Burke. They've been, been Burke eyes, that, no, not McIntyre no, eyes. <laughs> no, this is this is it. This is what it should be. Everything else I've broken, broken horribly. <laughs> like, uh, oh, if only old Owen knew what new that Owen poor knew. bastard. Like he didn't know what he had. Mm. You know, it's. Dear, oh, just, dear. Oh, damn it. I said it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Haas. We owe the freaking reptile and chill guys a quarter. Oh, I got to pay them some money to, <sighs> to whatever fund they're doing this month. Damn it. I did, I did listen to their podcast. I know, and they called me out. <laughs> it was great. He, says, he goes, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. He says, oh, no. So I'm like, that's Eric Burke's line. And Haas got so mad. Yep. Yep. Damn it. Yep, um, they've declared war on you. So, yeah. Nah, they love me. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> Little did they know. So you actually listened to the show. I did. Oh, I'm so I, proud I, of you. I, I've started to listen. <laughs> You've to, listening to a reptile I'm podcast. To, I'm starting to listen to other reptile podcasts. I guess my rant at the uh, holiday show worked for you. See, <laughs> if you need, if you want to put some sort of like subliminal like messaging into me, apparently you need to get me really drunk and uh, then you can actually get me to do hmm, things. Till then that? I'm insanely stubborn. It's a true story. Uh, I blame my father, uh, but yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, very cool. All right. That's cool. Um, yeah. The only thing I got going on here is, uh, you know, we're in breeding season, but yep. What's cool is, and I just realized this, is that, um, yeah, I'm breeding diamonds this year. <laughs> I, it just sort of dawned on me. I was like, talking to somebody about your diamonds. Uh, actually, I was talking Pedro. to uh, Pedro. Yes. Why Did he already get in touch with you? Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. Wow. He, he sprinted. Yeah. So he doesn't waste no time. No, he does not. Yeah. It's like um, I was talking to him about your diamonds, and he's like, how many diamonds does Eric have? And I'm like, well, he's got the... Like six? You, I'm like, how many does he you don't have? Know, do like, it, it was it was kind of racking my brain for a little bit, and uh, now I'm seven. Like, got seven? Damn. Seven. See, I was off by one. And then he's like, "Is he breeding this year?" And I'm like, "No, yes, no." I'm like, "Does he have adults?" So yeah, I don't know. Again, I used to be really good about your collection, but mm. apparently I've been slipping. Yes. Yeah. So it's going to be San Diego Zoo. Um, two reduced pattern diamond mail that I got from Greg Heim. Oh, um, it's I the, love that boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens. But what happens is baby diamonds. Dude, what's crazy is, and this is the weirdest thing, yeah. is that it's it's fifty degrees, and I'm, I'm freezing in here. I'm so <laughs> cold in this room, and they're ready to eat. <laughs> Uh, this is why I this is why I was no good at diamonds. I kept them in my eighty degree room. I'm like, but, yeah, that was. <laughs> but here's the thing, dude. They're like, yeah. like for real. They eat ten times a year. That's it. Yeah. Ten yeah. adults eat ten times a year, and you don't have to worry about them from pretty much December until March. It's freaking crazy, man. I mean, like that's like uh, the 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 new white lip is mm. apparently she eats live, and. People are like that sucks. I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. It means I'll be kept in check. I'll only be able to feed her <laughs> when I go to reptile shows. Like, it'll be fine. Yes. Oh boy. So yeah. Who knows? Diamond pythons maybe this year. Fingers crossed. Uh, see how cool. it goes. That'd be very yeah. cool. Check another one off the list. All right. 
that's all the bullshit I got. What about yep. you? All right. I, I, that's that's it. Yeah, let's just let's further on other bullshit. So, <laughs> well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to introduce him that way. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was in because like, I remember like the old, when the with the the blog talk thing, it would. I guess you muted the guests and then y'all did your thing and then it was like hit the button and there they are. And... Yeah. Yeah. We, didn't, we, we don't just, do that anymore. We can't, make, we can't make the guests go away this time. Like, no. <laughs> we don't have that power anymore. Uh, so, yeah. So what's up, man? How you been? How's uh, how's good, things man. going? Yeah. Things are things are going very well. Yeah. Have no complaints. I'm a cool. new homeowner, so I'm enjoying that. That's been awesome. Yeah. Isn't that the best, man? When you're when you're like in a spot and it's like, okay, now I can do what I want with my collection, and I don't have to worry about some <laughs> bullshit. Because I do have a significant other that kind of regulates that, but oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is the first time I've had a space that is sort of 100% my own. Yeah, right. You know, like you don't have a landlord, you don't have parents, and it still kind of hasn't hit me yet. It's still like I have a house. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy crap! I can do whatever I want. You know, I can go yeah. take a sledgehammer to a wall if I want to. <laughs> I would whatever not I lead. With, I would not lead with that because <laughs> if we're talking about trying not to piss off the significant other, putting random holes in walls like might might go for it. I mean, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but you know, maybe maybe wait a little bit before you start like well, demoing. While she's, well, she's staring at the hole in the wall, I'm sneaking stuff into the room. <laughs> See, this guy's got a plan, man. Yeah, that was good. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So do you have your room set up? Do you have a special reptile room now or what? Uh, I do have a room. It's the third bedroom um, for now. We have a garage, but um, we may convert that. I don't know. I'm kind of currently in the negotiation stages with Uh, the uh, base thing at the moment. But I have the third bedroom for now until we kind of figure it out. So. Cool. All right. Yeah. Is, is that where Marty we run out of space? Yep. <laughs> yep. You have that. You have that one week where you're like, "This is awesome. So much more." And then you're out. You're like, "What happened?" Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it was when I was moving everything. I was like, "There's no way I have this much stuff." Like, as far as just as animals go, right? Spread out a little bit, and you're like, oh, you crap. "Yeah." How was the move? How was the move with the animals? Were you stressed? Uh, I mean, it's always nerve wracking, but yeah. This time it was it was fairly straightforward. I think the biggest pain was the dark frog tanks and stuff. Mm. And some of them are pretty big and pretty heavy, and so it was, you know, it was a two man job. And the people that were helping me or supposed to be helping me had back problems, and so I had to keep sort of rescheduling. And so I had the dark frog side of things split between two households, and it was just a it was frustrating. But now everything's over here, and it's all good. So that's cool. Now, do you have to take apart the the entire <clears throat> tank, or you just move it as is? No, I just moved it as is. Oh, okay, cool. I drained all the water out of the false bottom as best as I could, so I could get rid of some weight. But uh, yeah, going because they were at my parents' house. Because um, I've moved around so many times. I moved back in with my parents probably four times until now, maybe five. Right. And uh, they were upstairs at my parents' house, and so getting that. It was one of the big, like, 40-gallon equivalent exoterras with my Luca Mellis in it. That was the big one. Okay. And getting that thing downstairs and stuff was just, it was a nightmare. But... And, and and you felt you had to drain the water out of it? You couldn't just, like, ride down, like, a 40-gallon long, like, 
filled with water and living animals? I mean, I don't understand that. <laughs> well, the second time I emptied it out better. The first time we were taking it up there, I hadn't emptied it out oh, all that. God. Crazy heavy, but... Wow. <laughs> taking it down was nearly as brutal as putting it up. Mm. So here's the question. Are you breeding this season? Did did you are you worried about that? Do you do you not think that it matters? What's your thoughts? I'm trying to. Um, I have breeding trees together, but I haven't had any interest uh, from either of them. It looks like I've got some beards together for the first time, and then I've got some corns together, and I mean that's pretty much it. I tried a younger male green tree this year, but he's, he needs another year before he'll be ready. I think. So I I, I must admit. I don't. Oh, and do you know these Baird's rat snakes? Are you, do you have them? Do you have interest in them? Do you do you do you even know what they are? Because honestly, hit, oh what, my go, god! <laughs> well, I hear they're rat snakes, so you know that helps. Um, god damn you! <laughs> no one knows what these things are. I don't understand, man. Kill them. See? <laughs> so here's the thing. I I was uh, you know I was just looking at uh, your Facebook page and I'm just flipping through the pictures and I got to be honest like I hear you talk about them all the time but I never really took the time to look at them and I'm not much of a colubri guy but they're pretty cool man they're they're that's, really cool that's, um, that's the thing at first glance they don't look like much but you you stop and really take a look at them they, there's there's kind of a lot of hidden beauty I guess in a sense. They, they do remind me a lot of yellow rat snakes, um, which is something I worked with when I was in college. Um, it, it's kind of like because they don't really strike me as like the closest thing to them would be a black rat snake. They kind of seem a little bit different. They do have that longer head and they do have that yeah. cool like stripe pattern. So it is always really cool with that. Um, at least some do. Um well, these have like I don't know if this is a special locality or something, but or or a special one, but it's like the one I looked at. It's like the close up you have of like the scales, and it's like it almost looks like it's orange ish underneath, and then they have like green turquoise type of scales. It's wild. Yeah, it's like a silver. Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, so like the the pair that I have that that's sort of trademarked with that is the the Loma Altas or the uh, I think it's Highway 177s. It's the same general area, but. Uh, those are kind of known for being the, you know, the the gunmetal with the just the bright orange underneath. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, those things. I got I got my pair from Dan Parker at Sunshine Sunshine Serpents. I can never say that quickly. <laughs> and he's got some just incredible, incredible ones. And I, those ones are really starting to color up really nicely. Here it is. You put Baird's Beats and Battlestar Galactica. It works. It works. And I would buy that T-shirt. You need I to would. make that a T-shirt. Please, is that a T-shirt? God. You got to do it, man. No, just find sign some sort of reptile rescue group for for them, and give us the shirt, and we'll throw it up on the Teesprings, and I'll buy my own. Like it. So, so I clicked on this the snake, and Jake puts a picture of when Dwight's in the car getting ready to do this sales pitch he's playing like kickstart my heart and he's like jamming oh that's you, great you need to know your audience and oh. apparently he has found his so oh, christ i love the office but man that's <laughs> they're awesome snakes man i'm 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 picking up another pair at southeast carver fest and that'll be i'll be at 5.5 Damn, oh, wow. I'm really going hard into those. If I see them at shows, man, I buy them. I just say it's I love it because 
when they're young, they look like any other sort of rat snake with just the gray with the saddle. Yeah. Everyone is like, oh, it's a rat snake. But I'm like, no, it's not just a rat snake. It's a bear dress. No one, no one knows what they are, but I know, and so I snatch them all up. It's just a rat snake, and he like ju- just slaps you across the face, and he's like, "It's not just a rat snake." It's like Jesus, like I, take it back. <laughs> um, I do like how they kind of do the rat snake thing, where it's like the babies, they all like you said, they all look the same, and then like black black rat snakes will turn black, and then these things kind of go that down that path. Uh, with that kind of like, uh, like you said, gunmetal and kind of orange in on them, it's it's almost like somebody took a rat snake and a corn snake and just kind of smashed them together um, and made that. So they're really cool snakes. Um, How'd you get into them? Like, what yeah. made you what made you go down that road? The first thing uh, there was an article in one of the reptiles uh, issues, probably I think like maybe oh seven ish. I think I have it inside somewhere, but. Um, I remember seeing him as a kid in that issue and thinking that was really cool because there was there was two articles, I swear, and I can't find the second one. I've looked high and low on the Internet to see, like, which issue it was, but uh, there was an article on, like, the metallic rat snake, and it was basically those crazy Loma Alta locality bairds. Um, and you said it was reptiles? Yeah. it was a reptiles sure. magazine? Okay. It might it might have been one of the other ones. Uh Reptiles USA or whatever it was called. Vivarium or whatever the hell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so those always that always kind of stuck out to me. And so then when I kind of saw them for sale, I was like, oh, I remember how cool those looked. And I had one many years ago that someone was getting rid of. It was like wasn't taken care of very well. Uh, so I had that, and then I ended up moving it and getting some other stuff. And then uh, I was at – one of the Charleston Expos, Charleston Repticons, and uh, there was a guy selling a, a couple of them, and they were the Mexican localities, supposedly, uh, which do look different from the Texans because the Tex, uh, the Mexicans have like a solid gray head, and then the mm-hmm. rest be orange or yellow. It's pretty. I'll send y'all a picture, but <clears throat> um, so I snapped those up because he was selling them for crazy cheap, and that's the pair that I actually have together now that I got back in. It would have been probably 2016, I think. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I mean, just the more I keep them, the more I enjoy them. I mean, they're I consider them like the brettles of the of the U.S. because they're they're freaking bulletproof. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Very similar habitat, you know. They're in the rock cuts in in southwest uh, the southern Texas and New Mexico, and they're uh, the color change is cool. They're they're a lot like Alterna too because you get a ton of variation just in the different counties and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, man. I just I like I've always kind of had a thing for sort of the oddball stuff, you know, the stuff that doesn't get a whole lot of attention, but but should. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just I, like I said, I can't get enough of them, man. If I see them at shows and they're the price is right, you know, I snatch them up. That's cool. You're kind of doing what I did with uh, Poplin carpets. Is uh, same yeah. thing. <laughs> Nobody gave a shit about them, and I'm like, okay, I'll take that one and that one and that one and that one. <laughs> Like here we are. Well, it's funny. I've kind of piqued Billy's interest in him a little bit because he's he's into colubrids. Oh yeah. He sees the pictures of the the Loma Altas I had at Carter Fest last year, which I picked up on our way there. Right. He was uh, he was like, man, those are looking really good. And I was like, yeah, I'll let you know when I have some available. <laughs> That's how you get them, man. Get them. You make your you make your market is what you do. Is you just you know you buy them, then you show pictures off, and then. 
wait for people to be like, oh man, let me know when you, oh, I do have babies. Would you, yeah. would you like one? Oh, the first, the first taste is free. That's and right. Then, you know, after that it's done. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those projects where if I post them, they're probably not going to fly off the shelves. Probably not. Okay I mean, that, you know, uh, Dan Parker said when he breeds his, they go quick, but you know, it's one of those things where I've got enough friends that are interested in them where if they're like, Hey, you know, I want to try them out. I'm like, okay, you know, paper shipping, I'll send you a couple, give them a shot. Mm. Just, get them out there and then get everybody hooked. Yeah. And then, yeah. then reel them in, reel in the shekels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. So what is it like? It's locality stuff is, is, are they like as hardcore as Alterna or is it not as much? Uh, no, cause I mean, there's <clears throat> not nearly as many people that, that are about them. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, like I said, they're so easy. They're, they're super hardy. They don't seem to care if you screw up and keep them too cool or keep them too hot. You know, they're, they're pretty mellow for the most part too. They don't, they're not big biters, which is, which is nice. Um, they'll must the hell out of you though. And art beat. Great. Um, <laughs> they're right up your alley. Oh, I know. Right. It's, <laughs> no, you said they don't like biting. You know, I want something that wants to murder me. <clears throat> um, how about like feeding? Like, uh, is it, Will they eat pretty much anything you put in front of them, or are they particular? No, I mean, I've heard the babies can be difficult to get started, but in mm-hmm. my experience, I don't. And from talking to other people, I really don't think they are. I don't think they're they're nothing like Alterna. Okay. Alterna, they can be just an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Uh, mm. But I don't I don't see these being the case. I mean, they they actually come out fairly big for rat snake as far as babies go out the egg. Um, How big are the eggs? Like, are we talking like in between? Um, Cali King and like Pine Snake kind of deal, or uh, I don't think no, I don't think they get anywhere near as big as Pine Snakes. But they're the babies typically come out, if I recall, they're you know maybe nine or ten inches. Yeah, I mean they, they're just yeah, they're, I mean they're stocky babies. They're just they're not like corn snakes where they come out sort of small and thin. These sort of come out robust and dude. Baby corn snakes, I'm always like, I'm going to break it. I'm going to move it to its bin, and it's going to be like, you you pet the bunny too hard, and then like it's going to like disintegrate, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Cool. This is my first year attempting to breed them. So we'll Corn snakes what... or the birds? No, 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 okay. Right. Let's say corn snakes. Where the hell have you been? You know, only I've Eric's never... never bred corn snakes. Yeah, I've never bred corn snakes. snakes. I'm trying to do, too. Because you're weird, dude. <laughs> like. Are you trying to breed corn snakes too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, some. Uh, I have a group of three that actually ends up being a trio, um, mm. and they're they're wild caught from my county here. Oh, cool! I like that. Um, yeah, there. We have a. I'm here in the in the very bottom corner of South Carolina, almost on the Georgia border, and I'm on the coast, and so we have a lot of barrier islands and stuff. And one of the coolest things I love about the corn snakes around here is you get a lot of variation between those islands. And so I. Uh, Two of the ones I have are almost from the same property. Like they're from within the same hundred yards, uh, 200 yards that, that they were found. Um, and then the other one came from across town, sort of on the mainland part of the, of the area. I like that. I think that's cool. I mean, like, dude, I, I, I pick up rat snakes, black rats in my backyard and I'm like, I could just bring you inside, but I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> PA fishing game has a problem with that. So I'm going to let you go, yeah. but it's, <laughs> and all of mine, I got all of mine when they were small. Like I'm not into taking adult snakes. I'm weird about taking older animals out of the, you know, out of the wild. Like yeah, if right. I 
baby corn, you know, sure, because there's a good chance it probably won't make it to adulthood at that size. But, um, right. Not into taking adult animals. I don't think they they convert to captivity all that well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and they've, they've already made it that far. You know, there's no point in taking them out of the game at that point. <laughs> they've already proven that they can, you know, That's stick right. with it. <laughs> it's like they've already they've already been beaten Darwin, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All their other siblings are dead and you're going to pull right. it out of the wild like yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, do you have any other Kaluber projects that you're working on or is, uh, or is uh, I got a pair of western hogs that I'll breed in the next decade. <laughs> yeah, and then get them small little mini uh, top hats and mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> no, only you do that, Owen. Only I do that. Only <laughs> only I am that classy. Yes. But um is there other colubrids that you want to add to your collection right now? Like um, what's Well, what I also thinking? forgot I have the I have Boiga Cyania too. I got a pair of those. Mm. Uh, I'm hoping those will be ready next year. Okay. But that is a genus that I really, really, really want to dive into more. Really bad. Uh the cyan, they're just, they're, they're like aliens, man. They're just, they're something from another planet. They're just, they're so bizarre. Yeah, um, they are. A lot of personality, though. I mean, my, my pair of trip, my male, he's a, he's a dick. Uh, <laughs> my female, she's pretty mellow for the most part. They're just, they're very, you can tell they're very nervous snakes. Like you have them out and they, they're, you can tell they're just scanning for the first dark corner they can hide in. And, uh, I don't know. I just really enjoy them. I really want to pursue the genus more. I think it's a, it's a group that really, it's always kind of been in the hobby, but it's never really had a whole lot of attention drawn to it. Um, not that they're for everybody, because, you know, they are venomous. Um, mm-hmm. But they're just, you know, like I said, it's, it's the oddball stuff that I just, I always liked. You know, the stuff that's not so difficult, like dragon snakes or anything crazy like that, that's just a pain in the ass and just doesn't do well in captivity. But right. you, you don't want to feed it like uh, tadpoles? Right. Even though I could, I mean, my vitatus, uh, my group of by the babies vitatus are reproducing so much that if I if I needed frogs, I've got plenty of extras to to throw at them. That is true. You're probably the only guy who could be like, well, it's whatever, and just <laughs> chuck frogs in there, you know. Here's a here's a question for the two of you, and let me know your thoughts. Sorry. <clears throat> so, like, we have these weird species that you know, these oddball species, if you will, like whether you're talking about colubrids or you're talking about pythons or whatever, um, that eat, they start out with, you know, on skinks or, or, or lizards or frogs or whatever. Why don't we just feed that to them? Like, I, 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 I mean, I know like the whole, you know, like, you know, if you get it from the wild and whatnot, but like, I, I, I don't know. I, the more and more I think about it, the more I, I might try to breed you know, like whether it's a skink or a gecko or whatever, just for my own. Because if I'm going to do anteresia, holy shit, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why am I going to drive myself crazy? I don't know. What do you guys think about that? What do you think, Justin? What's your thoughts? I have, because my dad, he's big into Alterna, and that's yeah. what he's been breeding. And I got a handful of his babies, um, yeah. and I've been helping him get them started. And I tell you what, getting those things going on unscented has been a chore, but... Mm. We, he did. He got a Christmas mountain from a guy out in Texas. I don't remember who, but he also asked the guy, like, hey, if you can send me some curly tails or fence lizards, I don't know what they are. But the guy threw some in a box and, and sent them to us with the snake, and uh, we went ahead and froze those. And I'll tell you what, sending those pinkies with that 
the it was just like sending the the pinkies with down for chondros you know it was like the switch sure. flipped and they just i mean they hammered food once you sent it with the lizards uh-huh. so i mean I, I i'm not against it i think the only issue is you know if you're feeding geckos and stuff especially if you dare i say did cresteds which would apparently just create a riot oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it would you know <laughs> we started our first riot of 2020 <laughs> Good job. Yeah, I mean, the issue with those is you couldn't produce enough to keep up with the amount of food you needed. True. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they lay two eggs every month, and then it takes probably ninety days for those things to hatch. So it's not exactly convenient or steady. Um, and I've I've come to find with stuff like lizard ears, like boiga, uh-huh. uh, their metabolism is a lot higher. So you really need to feed those regularly. It's not like any of the chondros or other boids. You know, where it's like, oh, they don't eat for a month, whatever. Like, boy, you gotta, you gotta feed them regularly. They, they, they do not do well with with not feeding. And I guess the exception to that would be the males, because my male saying he goes off food all the time. And huh. at first, I was kind of like, what the hell's going on? But after talking to Nipper, who's also a big boy guy, um, he's like, yeah, I mean, he's like, males do that all the time. He's like, my male eats maybe like half of the year. Hmm. And it's it's wild because they're so thin. You know, you don't think they can lose any more weight. And, but I don't know. I fed him today, and he ate. Or he decided to stop trying to kill me. Dude, when we saw them <laughs> in the wild, moments. holy yeah. shit, man! We thought we were gonna—they were gonna die. I, I was like <laughs> handling that snake, that snake, and yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, it's like skin and yeah, bones." Yeah, they weigh next to nothing. <laughs> yeah, they're fast too. They can whip around any. Like they're—they're they're just. Yeah. yeah, I love them. God, if I could get a night tiger. Um, but oh, um, man, me both, uh, dude. And they were different. Like we would find one, drive a block, and we'd find one that looks entirely freaking different than the one we just saw. And it was done. It was awesome. But if if it were if it were me and I could get like a bag of the skinks that we saw run around Australia, like I could get a bag of pinkies, I would have like three of them in my freezer just in case. Yeah. Because I always get that one weird baby a year. That if I thawed out that one little skink, whatever, it it, I, it doesn't matter. I just want the thing to eat. I don't give a shit what it eats. Mm-hmm. Just eat so you don't get die. Yeah. Well, I know you were going crazy with the with the green trees. Like, what's your experience with them? Like, what you ended up with the chick down? Is that what you went with? That is what I ended up doing after probably two months of uh, you know attempts, and then I just assist fed mouse tails. Right. Yeah. Apparently, that kind of I think made people squirm a little bit because they're you know so delicate and it was like well and and I talked to Cody Barlini about it too and I said you know the way I see it assist feeding a, ta- a tail that takes all of maybe thirty seconds to do is probably a lot less stressful than beating it with a pinky for twenty minutes. Yeah, I would agree to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're gentle and you're yeah. not being super forceful with them, you know I got. Fortunately, with keeping the cyanium, when I got both of them when they were young, uh, which I got them from Jordan Russell, and he told me ahead of time, like, these are going to stop eating when you get them. Um, assist feed tails until they start taking off again. So I got really good at assist feeding tails with those. Uh-huh. So when Andro baby time came around, it was it was a breeze. I could get the whole rack done in, like, 10 minutes. Oh, uh, shit. Okay. Damn. Yeah. And so I'm not afraid of tails now. Something's not going to eat. And I did it with the Alterna, too. If something's not going to eat, just... Tails and keep trying, you know, regular food items intermittently it until is. they take. Anything you're, you keep saying you're assist feeding. You're not 
cramming a tail down its throat, you're you're getting it in there until they start taking it on their own, right? Um, some of them. Yeah. Uh, there's a few that. I mean, the nice thing about tails is they're they're streamlined and they they you know they're symmetrical with the body, so it's easy to put one down and then just kind of rifle it in slowly. Right. Um, you know, I've tried to assist feed pinkies and it's a pain. I can never get it to work. So I don't even really bother with those anymore. I just get, you know, a nice adult mouse tail, something nice and fat with a little more, uh, sort of muscle to it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, tails aren't in the grand scheme of things. Tails aren't all that nutritious. There's really not a whole lot going. For them. Yeah. Just yeah, um, slim Jim of mice. It's literally. Yeah. yeah. It's a placeholder, you know, it's, it's something <laughs> for them to right. have to at least get their system sort of going a little bit. But, after I, I tried chick down, man, it was it was like night and day. After that, I didn't have a single problem, and they switched over to unscented in no time. <clears throat> have Have you guys ever tried those? Um, what the probiotic kind of crap that apparently you mix up and like shoot into the snake's stomach when they're not eating, and it helps get gut jumpstart their gut bacteria and get them hungry. No, I used uh, <clears throat> Zach turned me on to it. It's like something you can put in their water. I forget the name of it, but you just yeah. you put a few drops in their water, and it kind of does the same thing. I haven't tried any of that. Uh, I used when I first started. There was some shit like that where you'd mix it. It would be like this paste, and you put it in the pinky pump. Which pinky pump? What is this? Hot rocks and pinky pumps. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that we did it right, but I'm just saying um, that you take it and you fired it into their stomachs, and that was supposed to get it started. I never actually tried it? it, but I had all the shit to do it because mm-hmm. I was told that's what you had to do. Um, well, remember, wasn't there like a, a, a spin on that where um, I remember, I think it was on Morelia Python forum where there was that big thread about feeding baby bee carpets that wouldn't eat like the yogurt and turkey or something like that oh my god yeah it was baby food turkey, turkey and yeah. ground turkey baby food yogurt and like some probiotics you just mush it all up and you put it in their stomachs and the snake will totally eat that and i want to say like nick was like one of the first ones to be like right because they're doing this in the wild right like people are injecting <laughs> this into the snakes in the wild right like it's like oh god, it's like, yeah. I mean that's the that's the issue with chondros and you know alterna or anything else that sort of goes through a dietary change as it grows is you know in captivity we're really trying to force the the square peg into the circle right um, and you know it's really not natural but I guess it's we have to do what we have to do you know well also they're all not supposed to live like it's like some of them some of them in the wild would be like mm, I don't really feel like eating and then they would be weak and eaten so like that's how that works like you know it's do you guys think that like i mean so here's here's a thought i mean when we're feeding them things like you know that they don't necessarily eat how do you know what's a bad feeder or what's a good feeder and you're sort of we're feeding all of them and like we're sort of just keep breeding this trait of you know what I mean? I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed with breeding carpets over the years, like the ones that are poor feeders usually don't do that well. Like I don't want to cis feed a carpet no. python for a year or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I just I'm not into that. So it's either you eat or you die. Or you die. Like I Well, because Eric, you and I have been in that situation where you force fed this animal for a year mm-hmm. and then it finally starts picking up and eating on its own, and then you open up the bin and it's dead. Yeah. And it's like you've now wasted an entire year like of going yeah. down there and 
oh god no <laughs> it's like no if you don't eat you die sorry yeah, yeah. i mean that's that i don't know i've had you know i'm sure like, i've talked to ryan young before but that's pretty much his take with with his green trees when i had him on the condor cast he talked about that he's like you know if they don't want to eat sorry yeah you know, i don't want those genes in the gene pool yeah so when you were feeding the chondros and you started getting them with the chick down, what were you putting them on? Were you putting it on like a hopper or were you putting it on a fuzzy or what? No, these were still pinkies. Tiny pinkies? Uh, yeah, know. and, you know, I got a I got a neonate from, from David Brahms. That was, I mean, his clutch was only maybe like two months older than mine. Like they hatched two months before mine did. Mm-hmm. And the size difference between his and mine, it was like, Jesus, mine, are, mine suck. No. His was his was way bigger, but his also <laughs> got his eating like right away. Really? Yeah. Well, wasn't there a time frame where you were sort of like, weren't you waiting a bit or something, or trying to get them going, or wasn't there like a, more of a time? That's sort of like me and Owen. Like, I don't know if you guys wait, but I wait for about a month before I try mm-hmm. feeding anything. Yeah, and that's uh, that's been that was the most frustrating part of breeding yeah. green trees for the first time was everyone does it differently. Yeah. So if you go ask 20 people how they do it, you're going to get 20 different ways. And so I kept my circle of, of advisees pretty small right? For, for that purpose. And, you know, David, I think, tried his almost straight out of the egg. Um, right. Because you, you talk to some guys and they're like, yeah, get food in them as soon as you can. You have other guys that are kind of, I think Ryan Young even said he waits a month before he offers his food. Um, right. Some people wait until after the first shed. Some people... You know, any iteration of, of that in between. Um, but I tried probably, I want to say a day or two after they'd hatched, which was yeah. probably soon. Because, I mean, they're still living off the yolk. Um, yeah. If they do eat, great. And that was kind of my thing. Like, if they eat, awesome. If they don't, no big deal. I'm not going to worry about it. Um, but it was then trying, like, offering food and still not getting any sort of interest in it. Uh and so finally, after like I said, like two or three months, I got I, I spent thirty dollars on five chicks and got them shipped to the house. And uh, that down, it was just a little bit, little mohawk on the head of a pinky, and yeah, holy man. crap, man! Like the switch, it just it was night and day. They, That's, just, they absolutely demolished those things. It's Morelia crack, man. I've been mm-hmm. swearing by that for years. <laughs> you know that. Carpets, it's the same thing, man. You can't get them going. You take some of that chick down, boom, take it right away. And what's weird is they don't eat chicks. Exactly. I don't, I don't get it. Whatever. It's, dude. I, I've had female. I've had. A, I had female carpets would go off food after they lay eggs. Right. And I'm like, you're dying. Please eat something. Like, and it would not eat. And then the one time I tried hairless rat, and I don't know if you guys have ever thawed out a hairless rat. First off. They're just unpleasant to touch. So <laughs> whatever you're imagining. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. They also are horribly. Yeah, that's about un- right. They're also horribly unpleasant to smell. But if you ever want to notice what it's like to have the attention of every single snake in your room, thaw out a hairless rat and watch. <laughs> Because all of a sudden, like some, like, you know, when you're feeding every once in a while, you have the ones that are watching you, but then oh. there's some that are just sleeping. No, no. Every single one is watching you at that time. And I've never seen a female leap out of the cage at an animal, like at a rat that wasn't like a Savu python. So, yeah, sometimes it's just because it's like whatever that smell is, 
it's amazing. Like, oh, my God, I don't know what the hell that is, but I'm going to bite the hell out of it. Like, it just sometimes you get in there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's funny how that smell fills up the room, too, I guess. Like, I you may not be able to smell it, but everyone else. Everyone else does. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a here's a here's a question for you, Justin. Now that you've bred green trees and you you've you've got the neonates going and all that, how many clutches do you think you would produce in a year before you would drive yourself crazy? Is there have you like said I will only breed, you know, X amount of clutches of green trees a year and that is it? Hmm. No. Because no? um, like the first time is the most nerve wracking because you don't know what you're doing until sure. you see it all firsthand, sort of experience it all firsthand. Yeah, it's really, really frustrating and anxiety-inducing. Right. Um, you know, just between from the first clutch to you know now trying to get the second, there's a lot of things I'll change as far as the egg box, the lay box, uh, what I'll be doing as far as the incubation itself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can, I, I do wonder. You know, you have guys like, uh, <clears throat> um, damn it, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, like the isn't it uh well, what's his name from the uh oh, what the hell's that he's from Maryland radio with, with Bill oh Buddy Buscemi, Buddy Buscemi? Yes. are you guys yes. having are you guys blanking no I'm Buddy not Buscemi? no 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 oh no oh no, my no. god no I'm not blanking <laughs> on Buddy Buscemi because I know he has a limit he does like two he's clutches like and that's it yeah maybe you get you some know? guys they just they breed a, you know a ton of clutches every year and it's like I dealing with this first one I was like who's or, I don't I we have do people it. also like who's the guy in, wait a minute hold on hold on who's the right, guy in maryland it. that does he he produces like the the he's like the biggest chondro breeder in the u.s i think herbie who is it john herbie no i don't know is he in maryland no what the hell is the name of their god damn it i can't believe i'm drawing a blank yeah i'm gonna put you in a home burke yeah yeah i know Yep, this is it. Bean, why do I want to keep? I keep wanting to say Bean Farm, but I know that's the company what? with the supplies. <laughs> I know that's the supply company. What? Oh God, damn it! So disappointed. Buddy's good friends with him. I can't believe I can't remember the name. We wanted to get him on the show a while back, and he couldn't come. Oh God, damn it! There's like two guys. Anyway, whatever. Whatever. Anyway, I so, apologize to you. Yeah, uh, now that we've been on this tangent. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. But now my thing is like there, but there are some chondro breeders that literally do breed their animals year round. Yeah. Are you going to become one of those people? Where you're like, I'm only going to do like two clutches at a time, but I'm going to keep going year round and get you know multiple clutches from multiple animals at different points in the year. Um, no, I mean pretty much my production is going to be based on what I have space for at the time. Right. So if I only have, you know, half of a. a neonate rack open and you know i'll probably keep it to one clutch and then that even sort of dictates what i'm doing as far as you know the other stuff outside of chondros um so it's kind of it's just a, a matter of of space availability but i don't know like I, I paired my green trees originally this was 2018 in june mm-hmm. uh, i just kept them together pretty much full time um didn't get eggs until december uh, and then the babies hatched in May, and then I gave the female a year off. I paired them. I put them, the male back in with her probably three weeks ago, um, and I haven't had any sort of reaction out of them. So 
I'm wondering, I'm thinking once it starts warming up again, maybe they'll start getting back into the groove of things. Because the first time I put the mail in, he just mm-hmm. he went straight. Or he didn't didn't check out the digs or nothing. He said, oh, a girl, and went straight over to her and wouldn't leave her be. And then this time I put him in there, and he's like, what the hell, dude? Like, this isn't my cage. <laughs> he just he stays on his end. She stays on her end, and that's pretty much it. So <clears throat> I don't know. I just – a lot of guys do cycling. They do food cycling, temperature cycling, whatever. I'm of the opinion, you know, where they are in, given, in the world, uh, you know, given their native habitat and stuff. I just I keep my mail in with her, separate when to feed him, and then when when she's ready, he'll know and he'll get the job done. You know, I don't I don't think they they really don't require too much thought in terms of breeding. I don't think. Um, and actually, I've been talking to Jake about that too because if you think about it, you know, Pokwin shouldn't be a whole lot different. Like you should be able to pretty much pair those year round. I would think, given their you know same home base. <laughs> yeah, that would make some sense. So, I don't know. When it happens, it happens. I'm in no hurry. Yeah, I think that would be the weird thing for me with uh, breeding chondra. Eventually, I will get chondras again. Hopefully, I'll have better luck with them. But uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is with me with them, man. But I just, <laughs> I've had so many of them, so many of them. And they do great, and then they're dead. Yeah. Just know. keep, just keep trying. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still torn on it because you know there's so many guys that are like, oh, condors are the easiest snakes ever, and it's like, yeah, they are when they're doing great, like when they're solid. Right. But, like the moment that scale sort of starts to tip in the wrong direction, it's just like it's it a, it's an avalanche, it's like that one little yeah. pebble, and then it's all gone. So yep. it, yeah, they are good to have as a canary in the coal mine. It's like, oh, my temperatures are off because the chondras are all dead off their perches. So, you know, it's time to adjust. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think we just we we care them to death is kind of right. what I call it. Like people worry about them so much that they end up changing things too often. And the snake just, you know, it stresses them out and then their immune system gets compromised and then things happen. Um, yeah. I, I keep mine would... kind of on the cooler end. You know, I don't keep mine. My hotspots and my adults, I think they're probably the low 80s i really don't like keeping mine super warm i just they don't operate at that temperature right well i mean we can all agree that everything in herpticulture is kept too hot and fed too much mm-hmm. agreed holy crap i've become eric so 100%. Um, just dear god but i and that's just the way it's always been because that's what you were told right it's 90 something degree hot spot feed it every week it's like no like how about like um in 82 degree hot spot with like the room is set to like whatever normal room temperatures and you mm-hmm. feed it maybe every 14 days if that like you know that's that's if it's a baby once it's an adult you feed it like four times a year like it doesn't right. matter so it i think i'm gonna wait till 2021 after we come back from the cape york peninsula to hopefully find them in the wild and then we crap Oh well, I don't know if you I don't know if you're going or not, but <laughs> I am. <laughs> you know, so that's up to you. <laughs> the only one you're going to be able to tempt me again with is you you know which. The Ruffies? Yes. Maybe that will be 2021. I don't know. It's either one of those two. But... Push it out. Push it out as far as you can get it. I need time to adjust. Exactly. That's why I was going 2021 dude, Cape dude, York dude, dude, because you aren't going to come all, and then 2022. All the other parts of Australia and then maybe go to Kimberly. Like, keep pushing it out. Dude, 
How what? cool no. would it be to see, Stop. first Stop. of all, see Stop. a chondro Stop. in the wild? I mean, perching off a branch, like, way down in the bottom right at the... Come on, man. Come on. That's kind of... If we found a roughie in the wild, I may actually be in tears on camera. So, you know, it's yeah. not a good thing. <laughs> I mean, Justin, how crazy would it be for you to see a chondro in the wild? Wouldn't you lose oh, your awesome. fucking mind? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. I can't mm. wait. 2021. I don't know if you guys asked Natouche when he was on the show or not, but I asked him at the end of the, the show that I had him on, mm-hmm. you know, like, is Papua New Guinea as shady as everyone says it is? And uh, I think was just was thinking. Like, what did you say? Spots that are okay. He's like, there's some touristy spots, you know, yeah. they're all right. He's like, but for the most part, it's probably not the place you want to be backpacking, you know, by yourself or with people. And so he's like, yes and no. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. I think Ari was like, "Oh yeah, I got robbed the last time." It's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah. When we were talking to, him, wasn't it like he was driving down the road and then a bunch of people stopped him, and it was only because he had the guide or whatever that was able to sort of like you know talk their way through it or whatever situation. Yeah, and I mean, like, we would not have said guide, and we have much trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like uh, it's like what Keith was telling us. Apparently, Ari just goes in a hoodie and tries blending in, talking to the natives as much as he can. It's like. Dear Lord, it's like it's a secret mission every time he has to go look at a Bolin's python. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's a little much. I think my pasty ass would uh, not yeah, blend in as well as Ari <laughs> They'd worship me as some you're sort of tall guy. far away from the Shire yeah. there, Burke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? They so, might think I'm a hobbitensis or something like that. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, know, like, like, Eric We thought you were extinct. Yeah. <laughs> Or you could be a pygmy that fits in perfectly. With exactly. <laughs> like I said, Eric would become their leader, and then I'd be hunted. Yeah. be no good. That's why I'll stay with the Cape York uh, chondros. Yeah, the only thing we have to worry about there is finding black coffee. Yeah, true story. I know. <laughs> Especially there. Holy shit. Come on, Australia. Why can't you just make Stop, black coffee? You're just going to get mad. You're just going to get mad, and we don't want to go down that road again. I mean, I you just him. pour it out of the pot. That's I it. I triggered him. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Okay. Um, so we're, what What? What do you – are you going to be adding anything with Condros, or are you sort of happy where you're at for this? I'm pretty much happy where I'm at, man. I The first clutch uh, – I traded out a bunch of stuff for other bloodlines, other localities and, and whatnot. And that was kind of my primary goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, with, with the whole Nido slash Serpento virus thing now, I'm, I'm much more sort of weary about how much I'm bringing in and from who. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm just, I'm much more cognizant of that now. And I, I try not to, uh, to bring in a bunch of stuff from all over the place. Uh, yeah. I think that's that's a really good way to introduce something, even if you do quarantine. Um, so I, I don't know. I've kind of closed it off in terms of condros and stuff. Um, and I've just I've got plenty right now. I'm, I'm content. In the next couple of years, I'll have some really awesome adults, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, um, that nothing goes wrong. Yeah. And, you know, just work with what I got because I think I have enough diversity now to where I can I can produce some pretty cool stuff down the line. Are you after a certain type, or are you just whatever? You don't really just whatever catches my eye. I'm not one of those designer versus locality guys. I think they're all awesome, no matter what it is. I don't discriminate. See, you're to chondros what I am to carpets. 
It don't matter, yeah. man. It's a carpet. If it's nice, I love it's it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be madness. a mutt. It could be madness. a mutt. It could be, uh, you know, a cross. You know, there's certain lines that won't cross, but I don't know. The more no, and more see, I see albino said, bread lie. See? The more and more, man. He says Woo. this. But he keeps looking at Albino oh, Breadline. I'm dude, waiting for it. He's not going to tell me when he does it either. Oh, he's just going to so do it. Nice. <laughs> and I'm going to have to be like, what are these? And he's going to be like, I don't know. And they, yeah, it's gonna I'm just going to give you one and say, dude, check no, out these Albinos I, I made, man. No, They're hypo no, Albinos. Look at no. me. I'll take it home. And I'll be like, Owen's got a cross. Get out of my house. I have plenty of cross. Impure. I have other crosses that you've dropped off at my house. Like, you know. Yeah. Somehow they make it back to mine. I don't know. Yeah, because I give them back. I'm like, they're mean and big. And you're like, Justin, I have the best plan ever. Like, I just give Owen snakes and he raises them up and then he gives them back to me. (laughs) I get tired of them and they go back. He's like, here, take these back. Uh, One day I'm going to get the ball python. I got Jake back, I'm sure. Yeah. Dude, I heard that story. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe you bought them. Dude, <laughs> that's PetSmart, thirty dollars on sale for Christmas. Oh man, I bought, bought a ball python. <laughs> he was pissed. I, I, I'd have sent you a video of it in my Kribo cage. Like it would have. <laughs> oh, that's great. He said he he insists he loves it. He's like, I love that little bastard. I'm like, you can lie to me all you want. It's okay. It's okay you know, if you hate curse me every time you look at it. You know, I have to say one of the coolest things that I saw on the uh, on the Southeast Carpet Fest auction stuff is the locality ball python yeah. from Tillis. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, I was that's pretty cool. Bit on this, but I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. We're starting to do localities in ball python now. No, just Tillis. He's just doing it. Mm-hmm. I think it's he actually okay. went there and got stuff. Yeah, 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 dude. If that floats you, it's it's kind of funny because it's like, shouldn't you guys have done this like way back when? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, no, those dinker no. projects. Do you think nobody maybe they gives just... a shit about localities? No, when all right, never sell mind. For, <laughs> like, you could yeah. sell a pinstripe for you know fifty G's. You know what I mean? There's like fuck localities. Who cares? Yeah, I, <laughs> I took it very easy on the auctions this year because last year I bid on a bunch of stuff and was like, there's no way I'm gonna win that. And then come to find at the live auction, like, oh, Justin, you won this. Smith, you won yeah, this. I remember. I remember yeah. as we. <laughs> and so this year, I was like, I'm not falling for that again. Justin, I'm, I'm placing a bid. Parking lot, like, like just trying to sell it up to give me. <laughs> come yeah. on, man. No, come on, dude. I'll make a deal. <laughs> so I got I, bean pies over here, man. Come on, somebody <laughs> hook me up. I'm one and done on bids this time. If I get outbid, I ain't doing it again. What'd you All bid right. on? Uh, there was like some of the art stuff that was getting posted. I, uh, I do enjoy the, like, this is a, it's a crocodile print. I'm like, they dipped the crocodile in paint and threw it at a canvas. Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> it's art. Damn it. It's art. Yeah. Damn it. And he but did the that. Banana duct tape to a wall is art. So is that. Right. <laughs> That's right. Cool. Um, all right. Let's, uh, so, I don't know if we ever talked about this when you guys were on, but if we did, we're going to hit it on again because it's probably much clearer audio for this one. But uh, THP, how did it start? How did you get to start with THP? How did that come about? Um, I had been kind of tossing the idea around of doing a podcast. Right. Wow. Uh, Buford, where I live here, the reptile hobby is not very big. Right. Uh, and by some small miracle, like me and Jake, cross paths on Instagram of all places. And he was like, dude, you're in Beaver. And I was like, yeah. 
He's like, I was like, are you? He's like, yeah. I was like, what part? He's like, oh, I live in Burton, which is at the time it was like 15 minutes from where I live. And then, you know, I scoped out his Instagram. I was like, holy crap, he keeps carpets. Like he's a Morelia guy. Uh-huh. I was like, what freaking odds that this town is going to have another guy that's just as heavy into the hobby in Morelia as I am. And so we started hanging out a little bit. And then I was like, hey, man, I'm going to start a podcast. You know, you want to you want to do it with me? And he's like, yeah, sure. I don't really know what to do. I was like, don't worry about that. I got all that. Right. Which is still the case now. Right. <laughs> um, and so we just started doing it. You know, it was one of those things. It's like, if it takes off, it takes off. If it doesn't, you know, whatever. I knew, I figured it would take, you know, years before it really started sort of going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, much to our surprise, it, it really didn't take that long for it to sort of start gaining some traction and stuff. And it's been really fun. It's, uh, you know, I, if, as you can tell, I like to stay busy in the hobby and I like to do stuff and put out things. And, um, yeah, that's just been sort of our weekly jam now. And it's this year will be this will be our second year. So, that's yeah, cool, man. Two years as of March. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys do a good job. There, I guess there was a there was a point there where you guys, I guess, kind of took a, a break before you like really kicked it in. It seemed like you took like a little break and then you came back and then you kicked it in and you guys haven't stopped since, you know? Yeah. I mean, there was, there was just stuff going on, you know, right. Yeah. Like things like, well, this has to take a backseat, you know, this week. And then, you know, just whatever. It's not one of those things where a hard and fast reward. It's like every Thursday we got to record and it's like, Hey, we're going to push it to Sunday this week. Hey, we're going to skip this week. No. We'll do two episodes this week, whatever. We really just play it by ear and kind of do it whenever we feel like it. Um, do you still do it that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're much more like we've we've stuck to the Thursday thing pretty well. Right. The last couple months, and that's just worked out because Jake gets Friday through Sunday off, and so you know we usually don't start until I get off at, off work at eight, so we're starting at like nine. We're up till you know. 10 30 or 11 recording and then i'm up until midnight usually posting and stuff like that so right so it just works out better for his schedule and stuff he's got to get up at the you know the crack of dawn every day i don't go into work until 10 yeah i'm i'm the same way i gotta get up at like four o'clock in the morning (laughs) so yeah Yeah, i i don't text eric questions after about 10 o'clock because he's asleep and he'll respond at 4 a.m when i'm asleep (laughs) so i only talk to eric around like 10 a.m to like 8 p.m like that's it that's right yep so where do you guys want to with jake because jake usually he's asleep pretty quick too yeah if he responds to me at all in the next 24 hours you know he's He's in and out of Messenger all the time. <laughs> nice. So, where do you guys want to take the show? Where do you where do you where do you see you guys growing? Where what? Um, uh, wherever it goes, you know, I I went into it with I didn't want any sort of preconceived notions of you know by year two I wanted to be you know this big with this many followers, this many listeners. It's just one of those things where I mean that's that's this is the case with pretty much anything I've been doing. You know, whether it's Contracast or the magazine or anything like that, just put it out and the rest will follow. Um, anybody who wants to listen or read it, they will. Anybody who doesn't, whatever, you know, just let it put it out there and see where it goes. Just throwing darts at a board, I guess. Yeah. See, 
I guess, yeah, I guess the, the, like when we started, everybody told us we were crazy that there couldn't be a show on Morelia that it couldn't, like, you're going to run out of content very quickly. And yeah. like, here we are nine years later, like, meh, I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> but, if we stuck the carpets just <laughs> exclusively, yeah, but we did other shit because there's other things out there. It's okay. Well, even like, if you're just like, again, I consider Mor- I know they're not Morelia, but like Scrubs and Bolins and, you know, all those are kind of lumped into Morelia for me. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, even with that, there's tons of... So I'm curious, like, why did you decide to go off on a different route with the Chondrocast? Why not mm-hmm. just keep it in THP just because you wanted... That was that was pretty much born out of, you know, I really enjoyed GTB Keeper Radio with with Buddy and Bill. Right. Um, but they only post episodes like maybe four times a year. Yeah, it's the the moons have to be in the right phase. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. well, I mean, the thing is, like before I started that, I went to Bill and said, "Hey, I want to start doing a Condro show, but I don't want to step on y'all's toes. You know, if you don't want me to do it, that's fine." Um, but Bill was like, "No, nah, man, go for it." And yeah. I basically started doing that to help fill in the gaps between their shows. Yeah, uh, and I also figured because I have the time, because I have the gear, because I know how to do it, like that's I'm it, I probably should. Sure. Um, yeah. And my, I've kind of hit a wall with that almost in a sense because just like what Owen was just saying, you know, you can only talk so many things about the same species. Um, and so that's, I do feel kind of bad because it has sort of gotten repetitive in a sense of, you know, it's another person. How do you keep yours? How often do you feed? How do you breed? Thank you, baby. No, but it doesn't, people seem to appreciate it because I still get messages all the time saying, you know, oh, I'm getting into green trees. You know, the show's helped so much. And mm-hmm. I was like, then it's doing its job, you know. I think the thing with that, though, is that, like, every time, I don't know if you've experienced this, but Owen, oh, you could probably relate, is like, every time you talk to somebody new, you get, even if it's just one little tidbit of info, that's something different than you learned before. Even though you might repeat those same things with feeding and keeping and, you know, everybody kind of does it different and has a different take on it. I think it gives the listeners, um, you know, first of all, it it, pre- it, it, it teaches the, the listeners that there's no one way to do this. Mm-hmm. The most important thing to do is to pay attention to your snakes and they should be doing this. Like this is a, what a healthy, what whatever species it be, should look like and should be doing and all this stuff. And there's many different ways to get there because of where we live or where we're located or, you know, all those things that, you know, I don't think, I, I mean, my eyes are open to it because of all the different people that we've talked to and, you know, and, and, and different experiences that they had. But, uh, you know, I know, I know for, for you, it may feel um, like repetitive, but for the listener, and and here's the other thing: who doesn't like listening to guys talk about snakes, especially when right. it's the snakes right. that you like? You know what I mean? So, and that was that was sort of my thinking with it is you know even if it is sort of repetitive, at least to me, you know, people are gonna anything conjure related, especially in the conjure community because we're all so hard yeah. about them. Yeah, they're gonna want to listen to it regardless. You know, sure, yeah. And that was the other big part of it was. We see all these names on MVF and stuff all the time posting, but we don't really know a whole lot about the people that are posting it. And so it was, you know, get an opportunity to talk to people, how they got into green trees. You know, a big question I ask is, what was your first green tree and what was your experience with that like? And you come to find that pretty much everyone's experience is very similar. It doesn't matter if they're 
you know, Trooper Walsh or anybody else, you know, they've, sure. they've all gone through the hardships and the growing pains that most contra people go through of, you know, losing snakes and, uh, you know, their first experience was horrible and then they tried it again. Um, so I, I think it, it has, that does help change it up a little bit. And everyone is interested to hear that story of, you know, how did, um, you know, David Brahms, who we see all the time, how did he get into Condros? Uh, yeah. Brian Young, all the people that I've had on. It's, it's cool to hear. And it's also nice to be able to relate to them knowing, you know, Hey, I had that same experience. You know, I got a Bioc, my first Condro and it was horrible. <laughs> Ditto. You know, I killed it very quickly. <laughs> so it's nice to know that. Killed not, it dead. You know, yep. Yep. It's no one's really immune to that. So it's kind of nice to have some sort of relatability. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I didn't kill the first Condra. So my first Condra was, um, I got it at the carp, the very first Carpet Fest auction. Right. Buddy Buscemi. It was a Bioc that he produced. And let me tell you something, man. This snake had like maybe four green scales on it. And, oh, yeah. Uh, she was just yellow. Oh, she oh. was beautiful. And uh, I sold, well, no, I traded. Traded it. Yeah. yeah. I traded that snake for uh, Molly Ringwald, the red uh, tiger from Balin, because it just Jury's makes sense. still out on whether that was a good move or not, because you have yet to produce with Molly Ringwald. So You will see this season. It I will, better. It will be I worth it. I better yeah. see this season. Yes, yes. But, man, that was a nice snake. And now I have a red male that I'm like, I should get more reds. And I'm like, luckily, I know a guy. And it's like he just gets off his ass and breeds the animals. I want him to breed and, like, stop th- stops doing what he what wants I to I want do. to breed? Yeah, and breed what I want you to breed. Justin, does Jake abuse you like this? Hell no. I abuse no, him. No, he abuses Jake. See? God damn it. Justin is like Justin is the brainchild of the both of us. He's in the middle. So, you know, yeah. it's fine. Oh, that's cool. But I also, I mean, Jake is, is, I will give Jake credit. You know, he is very good at staying focused on what he wants to breed. Oh, yes. well. He, he's got yes. poplins and almost nothing but poplins. He's got, you know, a couple of other things, but, you know, he's not like me. Where if, I've, and I've actually gone back and forth about getting rid of everything that's not a chondro and just focusing on those. But then I know within a very short period of time, I'd get stir crazy and, and see something else and be like, man, I want some of those. Was it Jake go, that I, I, I said Jake and IJ, right? Yes, yes. The, the coastal too. I think. Yeah, that thing was. Cool. No, I took the coastal. Yes, because they were all like, "We don't want to touch it," and I'm like, "It's just a bigger pop one that's got attitude." Come on, that you know. Works, dude. He's not. <laughs> he ain't, he's not that bad. That snake can go to hell. <laughs> it's funny because um, somebody keeps posting up pictures of one of its kids. Because Lon had that animal and bred it. Yeah. And uh, I, I forget the guy's name who has him, but he keeps posting up this like he's like, oh, this thing's a hellion. It's a monster. And I'm like, ah, good. More rogue babies <laughs> out there doing what rogue babies do, you know? Yeah. Oh, but, that's great. <laughs> no, I took that. That animal's breeding right now with um, I think my female tiger, who I got from Eric, who's got a bad attitude. So I'm just making very, very angry carpets. So, I am. <laughs> so you still you're still working with bread lie, right? You still have them, right? Yeah, I've got. Uh, so I, I got a stonewash pair from Casey, mm-hmm. and then I have a pair of normals, and I'm getting rid of the stonewashes and sticking to the normals. I just. 
I want to focus on the Boyga, like I said. And so there's, you know, I had some Amazons. I got rid of those and um, just trying to free up some space and, and some quote unquote non-essential personnel. Yeah. And unfortunately, the stone washes between the stone washes and the normals. The normals just have too much sentimental value for me to get rid of. I have a big male, and I love him to death. He's probably one of my favorite snakes in the collection. The female is the first brettles I ever got, and I love her to death too. So, right, it's tough. Mm-hmm. But I gotta, it's gotta be done. Dude, nothing beats breadlie. I mean, like that. Why are they so? Like, why doesn't anybody care about them? I don't, I don't get know. it, man. Because I, they get literally big. one of the most enjoyable snakes I've ever kept. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to worry about. No, I don't. It doesn't don't, matter. Mine don't get any. Like the house is like seventy, and they don't care. They want food. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. They seem like they're pretty straightforward to breed. They are. You know, they are. They're, they're bulletproof as far as temperatures go. I mean, they're just like I don't know, man. They're, and they're red. They're, they're gorgeous <laughs> they're red. in the right in the right light. They are gorgeous. Like they get dark when it's like cool down breeding season, but that first shed, when we get into springtime and they just start like popping, like the, the reds and the, the colors on them, it, they're gorgeous. gorgeous. I mean, call, call me crazy, but if someone asked me what a, what a good starter snake would be, I'd say a male brettles. Red light. That, yeah. That I, male brettles. That way it's not anything that gets too huge, but yeah, I you can't beat it. Now here's I was trying to breed normal red light because literally I've sold I would be horribly male heavy with my bread lie babies and I would sell out of males before the females because people wanted them just as pets. I remember when we were at Tinley, you yes. just sold the shit out of them. Yeah, because I brought Raven and yeah. I stuck her in a container and then people were like, oh my God, giant red snake. And I'm like, you can't have her, but you can have the babies. And they were gone. And then if they have the black tail, you yes. know what I mean? It's like yeah, they're it's red at the love, top and black at the black. bottom. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I got a big fetish for the ones that are really dark. Yeah. See, you, you went you went a different direction with fetish, and now we're here, and we have to talk about this now. So, uh, fetish, really? Sure. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to talk about midget it's, porn. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know where Justin was taking us. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where he was taking the episode. Yeah, Thank yeah, God. Jesus. <laughs> Only diehard THP fans would know that, right? Uh, apparently. <laughs> Every episode, uh, I wait for James Lewis to send me a stupid <laughs> meme. I know. Now he's sending us memes, too. <laughs> he he really doesn't have to. We're okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah. James, where do, you, where do you find the time to make these things, dude? Because I know these are fairly involved with the amount of... <laughs> Cutting and pasting you're doing of my face on different things. <laughs> he just got a bunch of them ready to go for any situation. He probably does have a whole folder with just our faces on the transparent back. <laughs> Which is really weird. <laughs> on anything. When you think about it, he yeah. like that's very odd. And so it's got all the podcast uh people <laughs> all all on the yeah. files on their own. Well, that's cool. Are you gonna breed Breadlie? Are you trying to breed Breadlie? Yeah, once the female's up to size and ready, she's still got probably another two years, year or two. Um, that's another thing. I'm just I'm not in any hurry to really breed anything. That's kind of been the nice thing is I don't, you know, if something doesn't go one year, it's like whatever next year. See, here's yeah. the thing that I don't under here. I'm going to take it a step further, and like you're talking about like breadline being the the you know like a good starter snake. Really better than that because of the size is inland carpets. And mm. nobody gives a shit about them. 
Like nobody cares. I like, want Inland's bad. Inland's are like blue gray bread lie. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. got the red, and if you get the the mog line, they got the red in the tail. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, they're fucking killer. I I'm hoping to get my hands on Inland's by the end of the year. Yeah. I doubt it will happen, but I'm gonna try. Right. And Jake wants rough skills really bad, but I'm 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 sorry. This might be blasphemy to some people, but I want I want Inland's more than I want rough skills. Well, Eric, I, get him, Eric, get him off the show right now. I, I do, too. Eric. Here's the thing. No, you, I do, get, too, because I have Inlands, and I don't have rough scales. So I'm with you there, Justin. I want rough scales. They're just out of my tax bracket. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. Well, that's why you get a co-host, and he has them, and then you breed them, and then you no, entice no, no, no. him with. You get, no, you, you get know. a co-host. Here's and you, some ring pythons. You do, Take these you're out. Doing, you're doing favors over eight years. Yes. So when he finally breeds the rough scales, he feels obligated to give you <laughs> like <laughs> the only pair that he will ever let go. Yeah. So. And yeah. <laughs> Be like, um, here's some rings. What else do you want? <laughs> Hypo, hypo coastal. Here, take. Yeah, it. that'll do it. Yeah, that's enough. I mean, Done. the rings, the hypo, and then a good-looking red female. That's going to do it this year. I mean, okay, that's fair enough. I'll do whatever. Done. <laughs> the rings look cool too, but they they sound like they're kind of a pain in the ass. They're they're a funny colored white lip python. Here's the thing that's with me up. The <laughs> rings are super cool, super super cool, right? Um, I I I really I dig them, but the thing that turns me off about them is when they get to breeding age and you put them together and the female eats the male. Like to me, that's yeah. just not cool. I I don't know. I just I don't know. So, I I can see that being a, a turnoff. Yeah, I mean. It's... <laughs> It's one of the most terrifying things when you put the Cali Kings together and they're like this big, like a ring python. It's yeah, but Cal Kings cost what? Maybe a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, if that, if that, you know, your rings are ten times that price. I mean, you're you aren't really like playing with too much. Fire oh, there. I got a story for you, right? Okay, so <laughs> let, let me know. Let me tell me if this has happened to either one of you guys, right? So it's four o'clock in the morning. I get up, uh, you know, I let the dogs out and I go do my routine and I go into the snake room to, you know, to see everything, turn it on and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. And um, I go and I start looking to see if there's any locks because usually I see locks at this, the the, this time yep. in the morning, right? So I pull, I, I, I go and I, I pull open the, the tub with the, um, uh, Exanic IJ is breeding a head Exanic IJ, right? Mm. And right away, <laughs> first of all, the, the you know I talked about this on the carpet uh, carpet cliff notes that you know most ninety nine point nine percent of carpets will settle down as they age, but <laughs> there is that one that point one percent. <laughs> And I have that girl, and she is just straight up evil. So where I made my mistake is, is that I have them in like a hot, they're higher up in the room. But when I go to, when I go to, I go on a, on steps like little stool, right? And I'm, I'm looking inside, and the female launches at my head. <laughs> So I fall to the ground, but I pull the tub with me, <laughs> and the snakes go falling on top of me, and the females biting the shit out of me, right? So I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So I get up, I go to put, I put the female back in, 
I set it up, whatever, and then the male is like cruising around my floor. So I go and grab the male and I go to put him in. The female tries to eat him. <laughs> she bites and wraps him. Yes. I've had that happen. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh yep. my God. So I go and I take the, 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 I put him under the water real quick, right? And usually in the past, it's like worked like instantly. Like they'll just turn. Nope, not with her. Nope, she was not fucking letting go. And I'm You're like, oh, I'm like, God damn it. She's going to kill my male exanic IJ. Like this is, this is not good. So like, I can't, like, I'm, so finally I fill the, like the bucket of water. I fill a bucket of water and I'm like dunking it in the bucket of water, hoping that it's like, okay, I'm either going to drown or let go. And eventually it let go. And, and, you know, I got back and the poor Xanax, like he's all like wobbly and shit. And I'm like, oh my God, making sure he's okay. Thank God everything's okay. But God damn, man. Woo. That made me nervous. Yeah, I, I, I do have a pair of IJs I love. They are cool, okay. man. They are cool. Just like a good minute. Yes, yes. Because then Jake laughs. laughs. He keeps saying they're superior and they're not. They're, no. Um, um, I tend to agree. <laughs> but that's just me. Go ahead, so Owen. <laughs> I was bit by a bread lie that wrapped up my arm in oh. hand. And oh. I put her into a bucket of cold water because that works for every snake. But it's a bread lie. Doesn't give a shit about cold. So right. it's like staring at me in this cold bucket of water just chewing on my hand. And I'm like, oh. All right, so actually I had to flip it and do hot water, and that's what finally got it off. But um, that one sucked. I thought you were going to talk about, um, like, falling off the stool and, like, injuring yourself in the snake room because I've done that. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about it. It's just a shit day, man. Yeah, I, got, no, I, got robbed, I got robbed at work. <laughs> <laughs> the at gunpoint, my yeah, snakes are trying to eat each other. I fall on the floor. God God, Man. dude, and then you have to come talk to me for like oh, two hours. It's a right. bad day, dude. Man, I'll tell you. Yeah. I don't have that problem. I'm six foot four. I can reach anything I need to. <laughs> yeah, not me. I don't need a ladder. Yeah, I, uh, I do. I, I was on a, um, you know the, you know, um, you get bins and you, um, use like one of those soldering iron things to like poke holes in the bins. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was cleaning and I was on top of a step stool. And I was putting a white lip away, and I had just been like soldering uh, holes in bins. And she did this thing where she whipped around, and I went to step down off the stool, and I put my foot right into the uh, soldering thing. Ooh. This is one of those times where you just like, I don't know why I was wandering around my snake room barefoot. So literally uh, soldered a hole right through my foot. Um, oh. And that was fun because now I have this white lip who's trying to come at me from above me. I'm destroying my own body part apparently by my own stupidity and trying to put it all away at the same time. So, uh, that was a fun time. Always wear shoes, kids. So there you go. That was oh, my man. tip of the day. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. Can't think of any mishaps I've had. Mm. You'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> mishaps in the snake room. Oh, mishaps dear. in the snake room. That deserves an oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Uh, that's another quarter. Yeah. <laughs> just gonna keep, I'm just going to keep... Rack it up, uh, Jar. I'm just going to have a jar over here, and then that'll eventually pay for us to come and hang out with the Reptile and Chills guys. So there yeah. you go. That's a true story. You um, can make peace with them for stealing their content. Go so. Nipper while you're over there. Yeah. I think Nipper's coming to herp with us. Yes. Yes. In, uh, he's trying to get me to come over there. He's like, dude, we can just we can hop on a train, we can go to Greece. It'll be no problem. I'm like, 
the mortgage now on Brooke. It's like I still have to get across an ocean first, Nipper. It's not that simple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I one well, day. That's my boy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He sent me a bunch of pictures today of uh, some new venomous he's got. Holy shit! I, I don't know the species, but god damn, they were just cool. Just be with that shit all the time. Venomous I'm like, man, I want more boy gun. And he starts sending me pictures of all his. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow morning we'll be in influxed with a bunch of pictures. <laughs> like, check these out. Um, Better okay. told that we mispronounced everything and that we are now responsible for the death of so many hookers. <laughs> I mean, either one. So let's talk about the Herpticulture magazine. Like, uh, how did that? Like, how did you get started with that? Like, that uh, oddly enough, in was it the beginning of 2019? Uh-huh. I was like, I was working in, in, a, in a with a company that was doing marketing, and they started doing some some magazines like local magazines for different communities because um, <clears throat> much like florida if you're ever in like the hilton head area it's just a bunch of these like compounds more or less where these people don't leave the four walls of said compound and it's called a, a golfing community um hmm. <laughs> and so we started making magazines just about the people that live in those and distributing it to that community and whatnot and so i i learned a lot about magazines and publishing and stuff like that and I was, after a while, I was like, you know, I could probably do this with something reptile-related, and nothing against Reptiles Magazine, but over time, it kept coming in the mail, and I just wasn't reading it, because there was right. nothing really in there anymore that had any interest in me whatsoever. Mm. After having a subscription to that for like 10 years, <clears throat> I just kind of slowly saw it deteriorate, and um, I was like, man, I want to bring back a magazine that was like how reptiles used to be, you know, where they had interesting species that maybe a lot of people weren't keeping, but they still decided to highlight and right. know, the venomous issue. That was the one issue every year. I was super pumped to get. Yes. And so I was like, you know, I, I could do this. Uh, I think and started trying to do it by myself, um, which didn't work out. I didn't have time. And I mean, that was before I was working at the cigar shop full time. So I was pretty much sitting in a computer all day. And the last thing I wanted to do was go home and do it some more. Right. Right. Uh, and so then I shelved it and I was like, I'll come back to it eventually. Uh, and then Billy Hunt was like, "Hey man, you know if I, if uh, if we br- if I help you, you know, will you bring it back?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And uh, we started, and I think the first issue came out in October. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're three going on four issues deep, and uh, it hasn't been nearly as brutal as I thought it would be. It's been pretty pretty easy going. Yeah, I mean, you guys are doing a great job with that. It's really really good. I like it a lot. And, uh, we got, you know, we got the help from from you, you know, with the Morelia Spotlight, and Nipper's done a few articles on herping in the various uh, countries over yonder that he's he's been in, and it's been it's been really easy. I mean, it's it's completely free. Like that's kind of the big thing too. That also kind of it's not really a scapegoat, but if something doesn't happen in the issue, me and Bill are like, it's a free magazine, you know, right? Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what are people gonna say? Um, right. Son of a bitch didn't send me my free magazine. <laughs> <laughs> that that is what that is the worst they could say. You yeah. suck. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. That. Yeah. Uh, but I mean the, I mean the feedback's been really good so far. I've had a lot of people tell me they they like it and they've it's been a much needed addition to the uh, to the hobby. I guess cuz I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way I do about about reptiles. Like I said, it just got kind of uh, uh 
I don't know. It just. I think it's geared towards the pet keeper or like you're kinda, like yeah. just coming in. You know, it's it. Yeah. It, I just there was a lot of articles. It seemed like after a while, it was like every issue was like boas. Next issue, corn snakes. Next issue, bearded dragons. Next issue, or boas. Yeah, yeah, it's like back to boas. <laughs> it's like oh, it's yeah, like what yeah. happened? Because they got rid of the all venomous issue. I think in like the mid two thousands. Yep. Um, and I'm sure they did that for liability reasons or whatever, which I get. Um, yeah. I was like, man, like we need to bring something back that, that includes all that stuff and includes, you know, just various sort of off the wall stuff. And the cool thing is too, that it's, you know, it's all content that people submit to us. Like people say, Hey, you know, can I write an article on this? And, you know, we don't say no. We're like, sure. You know, it could be an article on a ball python you rescued, you know, whatever. Someone somewhere will appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So we kind of tried to even it out, and that was the whole point of it going into it was I wanted it to be a magazine that both knew people to the hobby, but also people that have been in the hobby for 30 years. You know, there's something both parties can get out of. Um, there's something in it, you know, for them. Uh, and it's just been it's been a lot less stressful than I thought it would be. And Billy right. definitely helps a lot, you know. What's the time frame it takes you to complete uh, uh, an issue? Um, start to finish realistically. Like if I worked on it every day, probably take two weeks, give or take. Hmm. That's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, like now that I've, I've really, I have like a formula going as far as construction and stuff. And I told Billy going in cause Billy's never worked in that, that realm before. So he was kind of flying by the seat of his pants with a lot of it. I told him, I was like, you know, over time you'll see, sort of the routine of things like this week we get the content together next week we get uh you know we start doing layouts next week we start you know finalizing everything and making sure everything's edited and looking good and we're now i think we've got a we've got a good pattern going now to where it's it's pretty doesn't take a whole lot of thought to do anymore right that's cool man yeah you guys are doing a killer job man i like it a lot uh so yeah and I like that it's digital, <laughs> so I can like uh, you know read it on my iPad or you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I've had a lot of people ask if it's going to go to print, and I mean, I don't. Truthfully, I don't think it ever will, just because print is crazy expensive. Um, yeah, that's it's just so much easier to do. You know, the nice thing is, is you know, Billy has to has to pull the leash pretty hard sometimes because I I just want to go balls to the wall and be like eighty pages. <laughs> <laughs> Small books, he's like, right? He's like, yeah, that's pretty much what he says. He's like, we're not publishing a book. I'm like, right. we got, we got the content. We got to put it out there. And you know, I, the first issue was like 40 or 45 pages, and everyone's like, wow, that's big. And to me, I was like, that's nothing. Right. You know, so I keep wanting to like go bigger and make it bigger. And Billy's like, slow down, dude. I'm like, okay. So Billy has to talk me off the ledge a lot. Mm. It's a reptile it's, encyclopedia uh, Britannica. <laughs> <laughs> But it's nice because by doing it digitally, we literally have infinite pages. So if, uh, you know, one article ends up being a little longer than what we typically like, um, it's no problem. Like, it's not something we can't add. If it's like Nipper's article on Herping Israel, I had to split into two parts because that was a longer one. Mm. Um, And, I mean, it could realistically, it could be a lot less pages if we wanted it to. I like a lot of pictures. And so I I keep it fairly visual. Right. You know. If it's, you know, two paragraphs and the whole page is just one big picture, you know, that doesn't bother me either. It's just, I do whatever I want with it, and that's kind of a nice thing, too. 
Yeah, it's good when you're in the in the driver's seat, you know. You do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not answering to somebody. That's why, like, um, a lot of people ask me, like, why we don't have sponsors and stuff like that, or mm-hmm. why you know we don't try to monetize NPR. Yeah. It's just like, and, and how many times did we refuse going on different channels or whatever the hell they were calling them at some point? Yeah, what was that? Herp Nation way back in the day, they were trying yeah. to get us to come over to to the to the to their platform and. I don't know. It's it seemed like a good idea at the time because of the amount of uh, traffic that they got. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I'm glad we didn't make the move because yeah, because we'd just have to dis- move right back. <laughs> it would have just destroyed. Well, I mean that's the thing with with us is like we we did this so long ago that like there was no. There, yeah. th- there was no podcast that like you had to spend like at least five six thousand dollars if you wanted to do anything with podcasts and here was this you know platform where you could just I mean, like sort of yeah. get by and it was kind of the norm and then like you know the more and more that more podcasts came out the more it was like okay well they sound really good we sound like we shit <laughs> so yeah. we gotta I mean, do something you know and also with, with the whole like commercial things you really want us to try to sell you guys like purple mattress because we will but right. I mean, it did. It, we did it for a while, but I don't know, man. It just yeah. became. It just, I, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. What's your thoughts it, on that? Do you have any ways? What's that? I said it's kind of tough to navigate because it's like it is your show. You should be able to do what you want with it. But then if you have someone who has their brand attached to it, like yeah, you kind of have to probably watch what you say a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anytime we go into it with sponsors, uh, which I mean, currently we just have the one, which is Steve Sanctuary. Uh, and he actually came to us. He was like, you know, I want to help some way. You know, I'd like to be a sponsor. And right. we are like, okay, cool. Um, but if we go to someone else and be like, we're going to do this, but it has to be like, there has to be an understanding that we're not going to really censor ourselves. Um, so, you know, we can't guarantee that you're going to like whatever gets said. We keep it fairly clean for the most part. I mean, Jake sort of lets loose a little bit sometimes. I try to keep it fairly scaled back. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I just like as a as a father, you know, I understand there are people that are probably listening with kids in their car or there's kids around. So That's I'm trying bad. to I'm, I'm fairly cognizant of the fact that there's probably people with kids listening, you know, at least in the vicinity. So I try to keep it fairly uh PG-13. Thank God Eric and I keep track of that, too. I mean, this show is so family-friendly here. <laughs> well, we've we've actually toned down a lot over the years. I mean, in the beginning, we were not family-friendly at all. Not at <laughs> all. <laughs> but, like, for the most part, I think now we're... I mean, you know, occasionally we let You do. Fly, I mean, like, let, listen. Like, on this episode, I think I said... Fuck a couple times, but uh, we do it. It just happens. Yeah. It's whatever. It's but it's fine if it's like you know if it's peppered in there. But if it's every words, you know, fuck this, fuck that, whatever. Then it's kind of like all right. Only the holiday cool. shows like that. It's kind of distracting yeah. too. You it know, like fair. when you listen to it as a listener and you're listening to it, it's kind of like. I like to use it as a as like an explanation point. Like if I'm saying that, you know that I'm like it's trying a sentence to like... enhancer. Really, <laughs> I mean, I'm going with that. I like yeah. That. It, it brings the it brings it to a you know. My father always told me that cursing was something that would make you sound stupid, and I took that to heart. <laughs> it's horseshit, all of that. Yeah. But all right. But it's you know, like you said, peppered in is fine. 
you guys ever have any episodes that you kind of wish you could go back and redo? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So many. There's. Oh yeah. I, I can at least feel one season of Owen wishes we could redo it, which might be something <laughs> you know, for like season ten. If you rewind, I can't remember what season it was, but we were uh, there was a lot of drama that was going on in the carpet. But well, even Morelia, just in general, everything kind of yeah. like. There's all this bullshit that was going on, and, and I got, got sucked into, into it. it. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and it was like, and uh, what's funny is, is that people responded to that really, like the way we should have responded to it. Well, no, no, no. I mean, people yeah. responded and saying like, "Oh, I love the show," you know, blah blah blah. Like everybody was, you know, I, I don't know because I guess you're kind of like not holding back. I mean, it's like yeah. nice talk, but like I like like the the. I got a lot of positive feedback on the show we did last week, right, Owen? Because mm. me and you were talking, and we were talking honestly about about stuff. And sometimes right. when you're talking honestly about stuff, you're going to say stuff that it kind of puts you out there and makes you vulnerable because there's going to be people that think you're an asshole for what you're saying, you know? And, and it's yeah. like, okay, well, you can think that, and that's great, but I'm just going to I'm gonna be me, and I'm going to say what I think. And if you think that that's cool, cool. If you think you I'm don't. an asshole... Okay. Fine. <laughs> I accept that too. Whatever. You don't yeah. have to listen anymore. It's okay. Uh, it was, my response yeah. to that is feel free to go buy a mic and all the gear and start your own show. Yep. Exactly. I've said that, I've said that before. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because I mean that's that's the one thing I've learned from doing the podcast and stuff is there's always going to be at least one douchebag that has something to say and yeah. thinks they can do it better than you. But go, go like, no, prove me wrong, please. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I welcome constructive criticism, but yes. when somebody just wants to bust my balls because, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, moving on. Thank you. I mean, that's yeah. how it is with the carpet fest and stuff. You do the logo, and people are like, well, why is it this? Why, you know, why does it look like that? What's it, you know, what's up with this? What's up with that? It's like, are you actually helping with this? Like, are you not- helping put this together? If you're not, shut up. Sit you're down. not doing an auction this year. Uh, no, but I love the auction. Oh, good. So when I was asking for volunteers, you stepped forward. Oh, that's yep. right. You did. Like, you know, it's I, like, lo- I don't, I was uh, listening to the show today and you were talking about how like putting together a big auction with it. Like, I think that's the way to go because like, I think I was telling you and I also talked to Ian it's like, you know, by the time the other carpet, fe- especially ours, because ours is usually the last, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, nobody wants to, nobody wants to donate, donate at this yeah, point. And they tell us to go me. pound sand and it's like, but we're the guys that started it. Right. <laughs> and they're right. like, and I don't know. No, we already me. donated. <laughs> Are you thinking about I doing... hadn't even thought about until you would mention that. I was like, oh, yeah. crap. He's absolutely right. Like we're, you know, by doing it as big as it is, we are kind of screwing the other carpet fests. Um, but I think it would be a whole lot easier to just do one big annual auction. Well, yeah. Why? Well, I know we're I know we're different chapters and other shit like that. But why don't we work together on one big unified carpet fest thing and see what that yeah, does be- for us? Because I think that I think I, ultimately I think that gets back to what the carpet fest whole idea was about. Because now, like you said on the on the show today, when I was listening about how stressful it is to do the auction. Now, imagine that with just me and Owen. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like we don't have an army of people like Ian does. It's just me and Owen. <laughs> That's it, you know? So it's like, mm, I, we can't do it. Just can't. Just not enough time, you know? Yeah, I like that idea of having one. But I, lo- I, I love it. Also, because... that takes the stress off all the other carpet fests to have to worry about auctions and stuff like that. And that, right. you know, that makes the whole planning process of, okay, now we just have to worry about the actual event itself. Right. Right. 
Yeah. And imagine how much easier it would be when you have all of the of the chapters working together. Yeah, to one the... thing. Everybody tries to get, you know, right. people to donate and stuff like that. Plus, you know, people might be more willing to put up vouchers if they only have to put up one voucher right. a right. year and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that. So, and I guess, like, my thought was maybe just have – a com- like a committee of sorts, like all the people that are organizing the various ones, you know, they make a decision on, okay, the auction, but you know, the proceeds, let's divvy them up between NIDO, US ARC and whatever else. Yeah. Do. Uh, Eric, can I be on the committee? <clears throat> sure. I would. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted the to whole check. Thing, <laughs> the whole thing just, it, it can be a lot simpler than it is yeah. to be. I'll tell you what. I mean, mm. we kind of we kind of took that approach last year, and um, it was much. You know, we didn't care. We weren't. You know, even then, we had to do auction. Yeah. We will not do anything auction related at the Northeast Carpet Fest this year. Eric will actually be out of his room and not have to do other things. Yeah. That's I'm actually going sucks, to, man. I think around 10 o'clock at night, I'm literally going to kick everybody out of Eric's room, including Eric, well, and lock the door. Well, here's something I'm going to say on there, <laughs> and I haven't said this before, and this kind of happened last last year at Carpet Fest. And this is why, this is another thing that kind of like, well, one reason why we don't want it around Hamburg is like, what had happened is, Gross. is that... I had gotten mites. No. <laughs> because people went to Hamburg. And then came to your room. And then came to my snake room. Oh, room. man. Oh. And it's not like they you did it on purpose. Bastards. But it happened. And I'm like, I am not going through that again. So... Eric almost burned his house down <laughs> because of you. Dude, <laughs> that was insane with the collection I have. Holy oh, shit. Oh, no. And, dude, fighting mites, right, like, during breeding oh. season? Oh, no. You're supposed oh. to be doing building for breeding season at that point. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. So, also, people, when Eric's out of the room and, like, sitting down and eating or whatever, you can always grab me. I will gladly show you around his room and then punch you if you try to steal anything. So that's fine. Like, yeah. right. I can show you. You don't have to always grab Eric. Yeah. Gross. I- might oh god <laughs> yeah i mean that's something that you don't even think about but like i'm thinking oh my god how many people and that's why there will be absolutely no absolute i'm saying it now not yep. one snake is coming into my house at northeast carpet fest <gasps> not one from not nobody one. not even no you one. owen <laughs> oh Oh I, shit! You know, I I planned accordingly last year with those bears I got from Dan on our way to Carpet Fest because right. uh, we went down to Tampa and stayed with Billy, and then we came up to Melrose the following day. Um, I brought a like a, a shipping box and a heat pack, and I just kept the bears in that in the car. Yeah, because yeah, I know like P and Cody have already been through enough with the whole you know disease and stuff going through their collection. I was like, I, I highly doubt they're going to let me keep these inside. So, and that's right. something that we went to see. We went down to Keith's a couple weekends ago and we were there and Matt's Matt said it out loud. And he's like, you know, I didn't go down and see my snakes cause we knew we were coming here. And I hadn't either, because that's the thing is if you're going to go somebody else's collection, you don't go downstairs and mess with your own animals and then go see their animals. It's just the thing of respect. It's like, I don't, I I know that my animals are okay, but every once in a while they tend to surprise me with things. Like I'd look at one of them and it blows a bubble or, you know, it's just like I have some animals that are in quarantine. That new white lips in quarantine right now. 
I'm, like I, I don't go fuck with that and then go to Eric's house. That's not cool. Well, <laughs> like, bring in something back from that person's house that maybe they don't even know they have. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So you guys got to take that into account. So yeah, um, that's one of the reasons we're having it in August because we get a lot more time for Eric and his wife to you know enjoy their house before we come and wreck it every year. Um, also, uh, there is no Hamburg around when we're thinking about having Northeast Carpet Fest. So uh, there won't be any of that. Um, I went to Hamburg and handled everything and then went to Eric's house. So, <laughs> you know, I was telling I was telling you, Justin, when we were talking, but like, you know, the best thing for me at the Southeast Carpet Fest was when we were smoking uh, stogies on the porch. To me, that was yeah. just the best. That was the best part and of the whole night. That is you know the what I mean? number one complaint. That's what it's all about. That is the number one complaint yes. is that I have not been offered cigars by the members of your podcast. Well, Hey. And that is annoying to me. You got to show up at the Southeast Carpet oh, Fest. No, 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 no. Last year, no, Jake no was smoking. at ours. What, I, there was Jake was at ours, and he brought a cigar for Eric. Don't think I didn't notice. Did he really? He didn't even tell me he did that. Uh, now, see, now there's a conspiracy. He was bringing it because I was having it at my house. He was oh, a very, he was no. a very, uh, you know, no, astute no, gentleman. No. That no. when he's coming to somebody else's house, he brings a gift. He brought a no, cigar. Bullshit. Yeah, he did. That's the truth. I had to get it. I had to Don't get worry, Jake. I got your bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, man, that was, I mean, that, yeah, that was the best part. I think, it, you know, we're just sitting there bullshitting <laughs> about whatever. It was me, you, Billy, I think at some point. I have a, vi actually, I never played this video for you, Owen, but yeah. Cody made a video yelling at you because you weren't there. <laughs> I'll just send we, it to you. If we had to get videos of how I'm never at one thing or another when people <laughs> somehow want me to be places, we could literally have an entire like video montage of people screaming at me when I should be places. I was and, and uh, I was going through pictures, right? And I was flipping through and then all of a sudden I see Cody there and he's got a cigar in his hand. I'm like, what the hell is this? What is this? And I press play and it's like what the fuck aren't you here? Oh, there, see, I said it again. <laughs> Why aren't you here, Owen? <laughs> my my favorite is still when you're like, you are wandering around the outback and you're like, what, what, what's wrong with you? I don't even got the words right now. And I'm like, that was the worst one. That was a scolding. I don't root that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah. yeah I forgot. I didn't like that, that one. That, was a jiggle <laughs> that, that yeah. one hurt the most. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, props to P and Cody, though, because. If I if I were in their shoes and I had a bunch of people you know, that I didn't know in my house and I had that many on, I'd be nervous as shit. Dude, I'm a nervous wreck when Pete when I have that many people I don't know at my house <laughs> and I have a room full of python, you know, Owen. and not including venomous. Good no, mm -mm. Owen. I mean, yep. all their stuff is locked, but still. I know, and it's gorgeous too. I've seen. Oh, dude, his. I know. Oh, dude. His collection is so on point. I, like, I, I, you, you feel like shit. such a piece of shit keeper when you come I back. From there. You're like, oh, I suck. <laughs> I, I would love to see his his collection. I, I just that I feel like you'd be walking through a, a much better zoo. It's like, yes. oh my god. It, yes. Yeah, so I don't know. It's on point, man. It is. It's top notch. Yes. They, they do it well. Yeah, they t they take it to a whole nother level. I can't That's wait to see what they do. What's that? The Montane room is the best room. That's the one with the AC, and it's at like sixty-eight. Uh, yeah, the couch. You can just sit there. And, <laughs> oh, dude, man, it was awesome. It's like, what the hell? Look at this room. 
there's another room? <laughs> and then you yeah. would just like walk into another room and you're like, oh, this is the Mamba room? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was badass, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool stuff. It's worth just going to see that, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, absolutely. Unfortunately, they're not that far from me. And I've, uh, they're, it's like a, maybe a three and a half hour drive, but, um, I've talked to them about going down there and taking some pictures and stuff for them because they were talking about wanting to do a calendar at one point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing I didn't see, though, in their collection was their chondros. I did not see they, the chondros. Yeah, they've got one in the main room. Um, no, I take that back. They've got like five in the main room. One of them's an adult and the other ones are smaller, but they're in there. Yeah, I would imagine that they didn't want people going back and forth between, you know, I, I, I would think that would be the reason why. Right. I would I would guess. Yeah, all their Nido stuff. No one can go. Like they have a whole shed with all the Nido positive stuff. And oh, then, they have another. They have another yeah, Condra no, room. I got mm-hmm. you. No one goes in there. So. Yeah, gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. <clears throat> Makes sense. Yeah. They're doing a. Uh, we're doing another Nido panel like we did last year. Cool. That's cool. Uh, be an, an update, kind of like the episode we did yesterday. Um, and I'll I'll film that like I did last year too, and post that on YouTube so everyone can watch it if we can't attend. Um, but I mean, the other issue is, you know, with having so many auction items that when we do the live auction, it takes forever to get through everything. Yeah. I'm not signing up this year, man. <laughs> like Arnold's on his own. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, Poor wait guy. a minute. I was supposed to come here not to work, not to work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it's still all good fun. Mike Arnold made it fun. Oh man. <laughs> I'm gonna. Can we can we put into if when we do the all together carpet fest auctions, can we just officially make Michael Arnold like the auctioneer for life? Yes. Okay. That's he been have voted on. It's done now. <laughs> yes. We own him. Good. Yeah. Got it. Recorder intro for the podcast. Oh, there you go. Oh my god, that'd be so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we may talk to him about that. <laughs> I'm going through what it could be in my head right now, and it's all bad. So uh, <laughs> it's all horrible. Uh, I want Phelpsy to do ours. That's what I want. <laughs> it can be like, have you ever listened to the radio shows where it's like the, like the morning show, it's coming on, and they have like a like two minutes worth of like sound bites from over the years and random ass crap and sound effects. We just do that. Yeah. Yeah, be a good option for that, too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm sophisticated when he talks. I'm like, right? oh, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> like, I like the accent, man. I, I dig it. So, makes you want to put your pinky up and eat caviar. And that's right. <laughs> champagnes. Yeah. That do, or we. We'll get I do Scott. like how he says my name. He puts a lot of emphasis on the O. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Point. Yeah. Oh man! All right, so we're about. Two hours. Sweet. So, kind of did it. Anything else that we missed, man? I, I mean, wait, we didn't talk about one thing. I want to, you know, just throw it out there, but stogie, snakes and stogies. What's, what's, yeah. talk about that a little bit. That's, I mean, I don't even really consider that like another podcast or anything. Me and Phil have actually become really good friends. It's Phil Wolf. Um, right. He's the Wolf of Wheeler Eye because he's a big knobtail 
gecko guy. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, man, me is... and him, we started talking before Daytona, and then we met up in Daytona, and he's a big cigar guy too. And so, man, we hit it off. It's like we I think I talked to him more than I talked to Brats at this point. Um, <laughs> nothing against Brats. He's probably not even going to hear this because he don't ever pay attention to anything I do. Yeah. Like, I'm like, hey, man, check out, check out the new issue of the magazine. He's like, no. You mean he doesn't <laughs> listen to the episodes that you're like? I listen to every podcast that has Eric on just because I want to see how many times I'm mentioned. You know? <laughs> you would, you son of a bitch. You know, I mean, you know. And if I'm not mentioned enough, I call in. Uh, so, you know, it's usually how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, me and Phil just, man, we hit it off and. You know, we started doing little live streams on Instagram, and then I was like, man, I wish we had – because some of it was actually – there's some really – he's a big Venomous guy too. Right. It's a big part of what he keeps. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we had a lot of really good conversations about Venomous and stuff, and so I was like, man, I wish I had some way to save these. And so I said, you know, screw it. Let's start live streaming on YouTube and then just saving it. And uh, we started doing that, and it just – you know, it, basically it's just recording the same conversations he and I would have if we weren't recording. Right. You know, we're – just sitting there smoking, not doing anything else. So it's like, why don't we just record it and put it out? Because there's there's almost always decent information, you know, discussed. And uh, it's it's. I mean, it's just something we've been doing for fun, you know, once or twice a week. Cool. Yeah, it's cool, bringing a bunch of cigars too. So cool. So he's like he's like your Rob Stone. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Oh God. <laughs> there's so many similarities, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! No! 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 <laughs> uh, throw money in the another jar. Another goddamn quarter. <laughs> uh, but cool, but it's man. just something we do on YouTube. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's nothing really official or anything like that. It's just I was like, Riley has carpets and coffee, so I was like, I'm gonna directly rip that off and do snakes and stogies. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a great time, man, because I see all these people coming out with podcasts and they're doing a great mm-hmm. job and it's just it's it's freaking awesome, man. It's so it's so cool, you know. Um Yeah. We're in kind of like the golden era of of herp content. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because it's the best way in my opinion, it's the best way to take in information because you're getting it directly from you know, uh, somebody that's that's experienced with the stuff and w- whatever species it would be. And, you know, it, it also puts that person in the limelight of, uh, you know, gives people a platform to sort of like, hey, this guy's a good guy or this person's, yeah. a, you, know, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's really cool. So because like a lot of people and it exposes you to things that you may it like pushes you, especially when I'm listening to like your your guy's show or. You know, some of the other ones, it's more broad-based type of stuff. It it, it mm-hmm. exposes you to things you normally wouldn't be exposed to, you know? So. Yeah, and that's a lot of that's us, like me sort of forcing us to to have on guests that, you know, like the Europlatus episode is probably one of the, is I think, the top-ranked episode right now. Um, and that's, I mean, neither of us have ever kept those. I've always yeah. wanted to but never have, and so I was like, oh, you know, I want to do an episode on that. and. You know, the skeletal articulation stuff, like we had Adam on the other day to talk about that. That was um, a cool one. Yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, diamondback terrapins, you know, the stuff that we don't keep. But if we were into turtles or, you know, that realm of whatever, let's find someone to talk about those and just change it up. I mean, we do snakes and stuff every episode if we could, but I like to I like to differentiate it and uh, diversify a little bit because I feel like if you call it the Herpeticulture podcast, it better encompass pretty much everything. Yeah. And not, yeah. you know. And that's the other cool thing. It's like everybody sort of has their lane, 
And like yeah. we do cross over from time to time, but for the most part, it's like every, each each podcast that's out there now has their own little different spin on you know whatever the topic would be. Which is again, it, it it puts the topic in you know different perspectives and stuff like that. You know, it's just yeah. It's really and you, cool. you know what surprised me the most is like no one's really stepping on each other's toes by having the same guest on like back to back or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Joe and them will have someone on, and usually if I see that, I'll kind of if it's someone I want to have on to, I'll hold off for a few weeks or a couple, you know, a month or so or however long, and then talk to him about it, and then try to ask the questions that weren't asked on that one, you know. So we're sort of coming full circle with all the information we want out of them, and uh, I don't know, like I prefer doing the podcasts and, and videos and stuff like that over, you know, if you're in MVF, you see people post chondro questions all the time of you know hey i'm just getting my first chondro you know what do i do i'm not that active in groups um right i'd much rather prefer to put out content sort of passively you know that that someone can go and find themselves or uh get posted simply and just be like here check this out you know instead of writing them a care sheet in the comments section (laughs) yeah exactly yeah, it's that kind of happened to us with um, Daniel Natouche. You know, I was talking to him, and it was like I, I contacted him. I think before we left for Australia, and I was like, "Hey, man, if you you know you want to come back on, blah blah blah." And, um, and I contacted him when I, he actually hit me up, and he's like, "Hey, I'm doing this other show," and uh-huh. he didn't say what it was. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, we could we could do it," but I think our times were screwed up because he's in Paris or some something like yeah, that. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, "Oh." He's on their show. Shit! Now I got to revamp the questions. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he he yeah, that, you guys for a whole day. He was so mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, yeah, that one was nerve wracking, man. Because I mean, thank God I had Lou with me because I was like, I could not do this without sounding like an idiot by myself. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I feel your pain. I, I, I I'm in a. I text uh, Luke Myers and David Brahms a lot because we're in a little text group together. Right. And, uh, I was like, all right, I need somebody with me on this one. I ain't doing this one alone, y'all. I was like, he said yes, which I didn't think he would. And uh, mm-hmm. I was like, holy crap. And I was like, this is this is the white whale. Yeah. Natush is a good guy, man. I, I, I he we met him in ICAST and he was just he was just a <laughs> yeah. freaking awesome guy. So yeah, he's he's a cool dude. But cool, man. So Put out your info, man. If I'm sure people know yeah. all your info from, you know, but yeah, throw it out there anyway. <laughs> um, so Instagram, you can follow the podcast, both of them, uh, the Herpeticulture Podcast and the Condrocast. Um, you can follow the magazine at Herpeticulture Magazine on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can follow me at Palmetto Coast Exotics, uh, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. <clears throat> um I mean that's that's pretty much it. Instagram and Facebook are my two, uh, mostly Instagram, but yeah, that's, uh, that's where I can be found. Okay, cool, man. cool. Well, thanks for coming and hanging out with us, uh, man. Anytime. Yeah, we'll have to circle back for your uh, your co-host at some point and uh, yeah, <laughs> get him on here, uh, flying solo. See what happens. Talk some pop ones. Owen will probably call in sick. Yeah, I'll that check week, out for right? that one. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll uh, be like, yeah, but is it a coastal? After every time he says something, he's like, you know, I love my puppets. Yeah, but is it a coastal? Yeah. You know, yeah. 
Jake, I feel your pain, man, because here's the thing. Like, when your co-host is not into... That's, like, why I thought maybe you started the Condro cast is because you knew that, like, Jake wasn't really into Condros all that much. So you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I got to kind of do this solo because he's not really into that. So anytime I bring up Poplins, which is my favorite carpet, Owen just, so he's just like, I'm not even listening to you talk <laughs> it's, anymore. It's, like, God it's, damn it, man. It's like, a, it's somehow it's like a trained response now where he's like <laughs> pop ones. And then I'm like gone. Like I just click. It's like yeah. a button. Yeah. It, and it, even worse when we're in his room and he's like, you know, look at this. And I'm like over here looking at like one coastal and he's like, God damn it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Probably like, I, yeah. I give them a hard time, but it's I, do not, like I mean, like I said, I have a pair of them. I really enjoy them. They're, they're very pretty snakes. Yeah, I think the worst stuff. thing I could ever do to Eric is when he opens the drawer and I go, like, "Yeah, that one looks nice," and he's like, "That's yeah. it." And I'm like, <laughs> "It's like Jake all the time." I'm like, yeah, yeah no, it, all right. It's a cool looking snake. It looks nice. You aren't blown away by the color. It's really nice saddles. It looks nice. I hate you. I'm like, all right. And then he opens the hypo. I'm like, now that. That right there is the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. He's yes. like, I hate you so much. Yeah, it's fine. It's good times. Okay. So, cool, man. All right, man. So, uh, yeah, like I said, thanks for uh, for coming on. And, uh, yeah, keep up the good work, man. Thank you. Yeah. Go for it. Make more podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Oh, and you're not going to Carpet Fest, right? You're not going to Zion? I'm not going to Carpet Fest. Neither's he. He's just lying to everyone right now. No, I, mean, I, I, uh, no, there's, there's, there's a possibility. I see, told you it's work, man. Possibility. It's work. No, he's just an, un, just an understanding. One that you're going to be gone and handle it. <laughs> What's that? Aren't you the boss? Can't you tell them all just to figure it out while you're? Yeah, gone? like he literally could, but then they're like, then like they get robbed. <laughs> that, that happens when you're there. Can you imagine? If I know. Holy <laughs> shit, man! He'll come back to Ooh. Mad Max Fury Road in Shoprite. Like you know, no, it's not gonna work. Yeah. Be like, wait a minute! I just left for the weekend. Oh guys. god! The they, they've already resorted to cannibalism. Oh, like you know, man. it's like yeah. Yeah, but uh, why man, is the safe? What's that? Then why is the safe empty? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, we were supposed Ten to. Ten minutes after you left, <laughs> have a slight problem. Well, here's the thing. Wait, <laughs> as soon as I hear those words, I'm like, oh no, this oh, is no. not good. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So ran out of oranges, and one thing led to another. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> There's yeah. this big snowstorm and oh, yeah. out of milk. Milk <laughs> and eggs. We don't have any bread yeah. and we don't have no, any eggs. No milk, bread, or eggs. <laughs> you guys down uh, south no. don't know anything about that. No, dude. <laughs> so when so it's just, here, people don't know what to do. Actually, it's worse, right? Because yeah, they're no. not used to it. Yeah. Oh, man. We just okay. had a snowstorm up here and I managed to somehow find myself in a grocery store. And through not planning, I had to buy milk and eggs and i'm going up to the cashier and i'm like i'm not one of these people like no no i i, <laughs> I actually need this i actually need this i'm not getting this sure no exactly mm-hmm. and then i was mad i was mad for the rest that's of what the they day. all say i was so pissed off <laughs> i almost See, didn't buy them. It, it flurries like it doesn't even stick and people start clearing the shelves Oh God! Oh wow! Yeah, see, we're a little we're a little harder up here because we're used to like I didn't see a big influx of people in this one because they're probably thinking like it's total bullshit. And every time that that happens, then shit really gets bad. Yeah, yep, that's hurricane season down here. Everyone's like, oh, it's just a category three. It's not. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Where it's like it's not going to be that bad, and then all of a sudden, it's like 
three feet and people are crashing into things. It's like, good, yeah. good. I can't wait to get to work tomorrow. I can't every, wait to do every this. asshole comes out to drive in the snow. It's like, yeah. dude, why can't you just stay in? You never drive any other day, but today you're going to come? <laughs> like, really? Come on. <laughs> oh, the joys of... of... Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. So we did it. Cool. I like it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Awesome. Good times. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. We'll right. see you. See you. Giving giving hope to the southern southeast carpet fest people that they're going to get you. I I can't believe you. What do you mean? There's going to be Cuban cigars. We this. said goodbye to you. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I'm really leaving now. But Cuban cigars, just so you know, we'll be there. Only for you, not for anybody else. <laughs> I told you, man, there's like a 60-40 chance. That's where I'm at. But hopefully I can make it. I like those odds. I'll take them. Yeah. So hopefully I see you down there. (laughs) Smoking a stogie Cuban cigar. Just send mine back with him. That's all. You don't get one. You yell at our guests. Yeah, attendees only. Sorry. God damn it! You can drive down with me, Owen. It's not that bad. Drive, can't drive down. You see, I don't, some of us are at the lowest. That would be a hell of a trip. Job. That would be a hell of a trip. They're insured. They don't need you. No, if, they they, if something happens, it's handled. They're insured. Yeah. yeah. True story, Owen. Mm. Oh, a pied eastern blue tongue. No, no, stop reading yard. things. We're on air. <laughs> We're on air. <laughs> I know, but it's a pied eastern blue tongue that was found skink. in someone's yard. It's Casey showing off skink pictures. Call me when they're now. What? <laughs> oh, now what? we have to hang up. That's it. I'm done. That's, that's <laughs> enough. That's enough. <laughs> He's crossed the line. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Oh, good times. But, uh,. You yes. actually gone now, or is he going to come back? I no, mean... no, no, no. He, he hung up. So Okay. All right. Uh, let's get the heck out of here. So, Morelia Python Radio, you can check out our website, All Things Morelia. Um, we're slowly moving. I just want everybody to know. So, there, we're slowly moving all of the info from MoreliaPythonRadio.com to MoreliaPythonRadio.net. Right. So, right now, the real website for us right now is MoreliaPythonRadio.net. Eventually, I'm going to get both addresses to point to the same thing. So it'll be MoreliaPythonRadio.com and .net, but it's slowly moving over. Um, We're integrated. There. Yeah. So um, there you can find links to where you can listen to and subscribe to the show um, on there. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and we're actually on SoundCloud. I started cool. uploading the show to that, so... Um, I thought it kind of like all already went there, but then when I looked into it, it's like, oh, you got to upload it. Oh, okay. So well, now, now we know. Upload it. <laughs> uh, so you can follow us over there too. Um, let's see. Uh, you can also follow the the blog we do. Sign up for a newsletter. All on the site. If you're curious uh, about anything, you want to answer questions or comments or whatever. Uh, info at Morelia Python Radio is our email. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram, and you can also join our community on Morelia Pick of the Week, which is pretty much the best Morelia Facebook group Goddamn uh, right. out there. We know that because we started most of the uh, Morelia Facebook groups. groups. <laughs> yeah, it's true story. <laughs> kind of let them all die. Right. <laughs> so uh-huh. Like, yeah. The one that stuck it out, yeah, it's clearly the best. So. Right. So Pick of the Week. Um yep. 
And, uh, yeah, and also, uh, once a week, we're going to be, uh, like I said, uh, Carpet Cliff Notes. Uh, we're going to be yeah. uh, uploading a little little 15 to 20-minute segments. Um, if you and, have topics uh, or ideas that you want to see in Carpet Cliff Notes, just shoot us a message and we'll figure it out. Sure. Yeah. And I think uh, I think the idea is going to be, like, one episode is going to be on just the Carpet Python complex, like maybe natural history, taxonomy, that kind of stuff. And then one would be focused on morphs, and then one would be focused on care, and then kind of rotate through topics that way. And then maybe, you know, also making sure we're hitting on a bloodline or a, yep. or a breeder actually, or stuff like that. I actually have a, I actually have the tiger one. I was, uh, I was writing that one today because it was just in my head. Oh, cool. And I have most of them. I just need to get all everybody's names and uh, years correct. Okay. Because it's right. really cool because I actually still have the Vivarium magazine that has the uh, classified ad for the tiger carpet in it. So I just have to go downstairs and look at it. Yeah, and then uh, what I'd like to do with that is sort of follow it up on the blog, on the website. Uh, just yeah. like if there's pictures or something that kind of goes along with uh, whatever the topic would be. So hopefully uh, people dig that. And if you, are, if you know somebody that's like uh, interested in carpet pythons or... Um, you know, they, they want to learn more about it. Um, hopefully this will be something that people can point them into, uh, the directions because it's going to be very specific topic and it's only going to focus on that. Um, so then you'll be able to pick what ones you are. And then, like I said, if you really want to get into detail, you know, that's where Murray Python radio comes in and you can dive in uh to that so that's kind of where we are with that. Um, and and, you know, I'll chuck that out there is that if you are, someone who's kind of devoted yourself to a certain morph breed or whatever of carpet python and you want to even potentially do a carpet cliff notes with us or for us we're all for that too just like you know write it up let's take a look at it i mean if you are a big pop one guy and you got this whole thing of just research the hell out of granite and you want to come on and do a 20 minute thing of uh carpet cliff notes we'll work that out we are fine with that <laughs> like, okay so yeah just reach out to us we'll figure it out sure um and then uh um i think uh we're we kind of have a date kind of almost settled for northeast carpet fest um yeah. but uh southeast carpet fest is uh right around the corner so if you are in the melrose florida area and uh you're you're looking to uh, to go and hang out with some awesome people. Um, Southeast Carpet Fest uh, will be on February 8th. Uh, let me just make sure I got that date right because I yep. think it might be the 9th, but let me just... You messed it up already. Nope, February 8th. I got okay, it right. good. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's in Melrose, Florida. Cody and uh, Pia Bartolini's spot. Uh, right now they have an auction going. Uh, it's all over Facebook, but... Mm, uh-huh. Playing with fire there, but hopefully it doesn't get pulled down. But uh, it's going yeah. to a good cause. Uh, everything that they do, uh, hit is going to go to Nido Research, and uh, I awesome. would also recommend listening to uh, THPs um, if if you want to hear what the update is on Nido and where they're at with that. Check out uh, THPs uh, most recent episode, and uh, they kind of dive into that uh, on there. So uh, I'll give you an update. Uh, on that, as far as myself, E.B. Morelia, uh, you can follow me on uh, all the social media stuff. And uh, if you want to go check out my website, it's ebmorelia.com. 
Cool. Uh, what I got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at rogue underscore reptile.com and on Facebook at rogue reptiles on facebook.com. Uh, as far as shows coming up, I will be at the February 1st Oaks show. Um, I Ooh, will not be Oaks? vending. Yep, Wait. Oaks is what? February 1st is Oaks? February, February 1st is Oaks. And what time go? is it? It's yeah, like it. I might Normal go to show. check it out. Okay. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I, I'm thinking I'm going to go to this one, but then the next one I'm going to sign up and try to get a table if you want to try to split it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it'll be sometime in March. I don't know. I'll have to double check it. Well, hopefully it's um, not when I'm in Australia, but yeah. Probably would be, in which case uh, just box up whatever you want me to sell. <laughs> like, it's, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll do uh, that one. So um I'll be there. Um, if anything, I'm just going to be delivering Crystal Pe- Pepsi to uh, from the ground up. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I will be around if you wanted to have an animals delivered. Uh, just give me a shout before. The only thing I really have available at this point now is uh, 2019 Breadlock. I'm kind of running a little bit low because people have been kind of grabbing up animals left and right. So if you kind of had your eye on a few things and you've been hesitating, don't. So we've, we had a pretty warm spell up until recently. So a lot of stuff left uh, that was I thought was going to be hanging out here till like March. So uh, uh, definitely jump on that kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, that's all we have for you guys tonight. So we will say thank you all for listening and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night. <laughs>